0: Hello and welcome to the Super Show podcast episode 100 and something and I'm joined today by the the best fellows that you could ever hope to run a podcast with. I am of course talking about Jamie Happy McCulloch and uh, Alex Shooter Jones. If you get the reference then you're you're a real G. I I presume we're talking about Jonesy's
1: colourful history when it comes to uh, American high schools.
2: Well,
0: wow! I was going to say I was going to say the American strong. ethnic class, but you're not wrong. Mm.
1: And for me, no. we're just talking about my attitude year round. Wow. Always happy and
0: smiling. Always happy. Uh, but yeah, do, do you know what the actual reference is, Jamie? Uh, it's Happy Gilmore, right? It is Happy Gilmore.
2: Shooter, what's his name? Shooter McGavin. Shooter
0: McGavin, because he eats <laughs> pieces of shit like you for breakfast. <laughs> That's a good movie. Like Adam Sandler. <laughs> know why. One, is like a good movie. yeah, yeah. He had a moment. Yeah, I, I don't shoot, know why shoot that, him a that Gavin kind of steals of like, it. Yeah, that, that dude
2: playing a dick, he nails it. It's great.
0: Yeah, but that that line in particular, just it just popped into my head, fucking randomly today. Do you ever have that where just like you wouldn't think of something like a movie or a song or whatever, and it just fucking a random quote just fucking squirrels its way in your head, and you're like, "Fuck, did that come from?"
2: Every damn day. It's true. It's true.
0: You eat pieces of shit for breakfast. It's a good line. It's a good line. It's an all timer. It is a good line, it's an all time. it's a good film, and this is a great podcast, so welcome. We are The Super Show, we uh, occasionally talk about games in between uh, lots of pointless, meaningless meandering. Alex Jones on the vino over there. Ooh. Ooh. It is Christmas. El vino did flow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I've only got a little bit left and then I've got a can of Pepsi, so there you
1: go. Oh, grim, dude. Why don't mix them? Little bit. Got, there's got to be a name for that. If Cheeky Vimto is uh, port and Vimto, yeah. then red wine and Pepsi's got to be something as well. Like a, like a, like a, crimson, a crimson sparkle or something weird yeah, like,
2: like that. Cr- crimson, crimson diarrhea? I don't know. Kalimoto Cali- XO, apparently, is a red wine and Coke. Do you know what? You're in the ballpark.
0: So you're having a bit of a Kalimoto.
2: Kalimoto. That sounds, like- that, sounds,
0: that sounds like the next villain from Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Or it a does. Kalimoco. Kalimoto. Cali. Kalim-
1: you're like a. Kalimoco. You're like a at One of those restaurants where you go there and ask if you can have a coke, and they say, "Is Pepsi okay?" And you say, "Yes," when really you wanted a coke. They but
2: always you do say. that as well. Is Pepsi okay?
0: Not really. Not really. I, if if, I, if Pepsi was okay, I would have fucking asked for a Pepsi. I would have you said fucking Pepsi. Fucking coke. Yeah, it's true. Anyway, I'm. I'm. You know, I'm. I'm ending the euro on style. I'm so jealous, bro. I wish monster. I had a nice, smooth Backbine monster. Punch. Do you want to oh, tip Can punch. I go back
2: to the? Can I go back to the Coke and Pepsi thing? Do you know what's worse than the, is Pepsi okay? When you say, can I have a lemonade? And they go, is Sprite okay? No, that's not lemonade. So well, what is Sprite, is, officially? It's lemon and lime drink or whatever. It's not, it's not lemonade. Yeah, it's like
0: carbonated lemon and lime. It's, it's totally really
2: different. Right. Is 7-Up
0: straight lemon or is 7-Up lemon and, lemon and lime as well? I don't know. I, I reckon 7-Up is one of those where it's like the American See, thing of like lemon flavour, but like lemon is spelt like... <laughs>
1: You know, oh, like I know, yes, I know what you mean. Y. Like yeah.
0: cheese with a Z, do you know what I mean? Like, it, yes. it, it, It's lemon-ish, it's but it's not, che- it, it's, it doesn't have the chemical makeup of lemon. Contains Legally. real
2: cheese. cheese. Like, mm.
0: Also, I just looked it up,
1: can confirm that 7-Up is also a lemon-lime flavoured drink, which means that, and correct me if I'm wrong, Like, what is the number one brand of just straight lemonade?
0: Like, What is the leading lemonade Ooh, provider Schweppes,
2: in the world? Just Schweppes lemonade, I think. Is it actually Schweppes?
0: Think oh, that's a, that's a pretty good chart, actually. I'd say it's Schweppes. Maybe. It, it might have just been an excuse for Jonesy to say the word Schweppes because isn't Schweppes, Schweppes one of the most entertaining words in the English language?
2: Pretty good. I, so the thing that always gets me is like lemonade to us is like a carbonated, clear drink that doesn't taste of lemons. <laughs> so yes. if like In American, yeah. lemonade is a flat, Cold lemon drink with oh, yeah. sugar in it that you yeah, buy
1: like, from stupid. like eight year olds who are trying to like make money during the summer.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's or either that, that, or it's, uses a trap. The, or it's
1: a used as, or it's used as the premise for like a porn film where <laughs> I I, wa- I watched one once where she again no no children involved but it was like a lemonade <laughs> again. Store. Yeah, I believe it or not. And you would go up and you'd buy lemonade, but there was actually like a, a fake hole in the sort of the curtain that was behind her, so she was getting ah. fucked while she was. Uh, Oh. Seven lemonade.
0: That, that, that rings a bell. That rings a bell. Yep. <laughs> anyway, fellas, uh, do you know what we're doing today on this podcast? Are we're making we, um...
2: lemonade. <laughs> yeah.
0: I um... mean, we, you, you're not wrong, actually, Jonesy, because it's been a fucking shit year and we are taking all of those sour fucking lemons, putting a big old dose of super show sugar all over it and making some tasty, tasty lemonade because this is the. Super Show Year in Review 2021: The best and worst of the year. And, um fellas, would it surprise you to hear that it's it, it's it's mostly worst?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a, no, it's the least surprising thing about this year I've maybe ever heard. Fucking One of the end. best
2: things about this year, though, is how mediocre it's been. Because if you have a mediocre year, then next time or next year it can seem better by comparison. So you know, get some of that in there. I'm,
0: I think you're being quite kind to the year of our Lord 2021. Is like saying calling it mediocre. It's been a pretty fucking shit year, dude. Well, you know, it's not yeah. been great. It's not and been
1: also, great. I can think of a few variants going around that are trying their damnedest <laughs> to make sure that 2022 doesn't get <laughs> off to the best of
2: starts. I'm writing, I'm saying it now. I'm writing off all of the twenties. The twenties 20s are done. The, the twenties. Yeah, they've just started. Just begun. You're gonna yeah. be forty by
0: the time the twenties are over.
2: Mate, I'll be nearly 50 by the time the <laughs> 20s are over.
0: I, I was thinking about that the other day, Jamie. Like, because Jonesy and I are so like close in age, like, we, we are effectively the same age off by a few yeah. months. Yeah. And, and you are like, I'm 28, don't know, fucking five decades younger than us. Feels like it sometimes. Yeah. 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 I was going to ask, like, don't you feel like a fucking weirdo? Not really. Sometimes you
1: do have to pinch yourself because there's a weird shift, isn't there, that you guys probably went through as well, where you're in school or university and everyone's your age or there or thereabouts, and then you're in an office and you're like, your best mate could be 30 years older than you. You guys (laughs) aren't quite that far, but it's all been normalised for me now.
0: Yeah, fair enough. I, 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 I always like to think that my mental age is very low. Very we're all, like we're it. all into the yeah,
1: same yeah. shit. We like we laugh at the same jokes. We watch the same movies. Like, but does that know? make
0: Jonesy and I younger, or does it make you just an old fart like us? I think Jamie's
2: in that zone of the twenties where he's old enough that he can appreciate older things, but he's not so young that it seems kind of weird that we hang out with him. Like if he was twenty two and we were like going out and, and people going, is he your kid? <laughs> like, no, <he's laughs> but hold on, didn't
0: didn't we go out with? Jamie, yeah. when he was 22, but we Twi- were younger.
1: Yeah, I, I would have been 20 uh, and you guys would have been 28, 9, 30.
2: Yeah, that would have been fine.
1: But <laughs> one, thing, one thing that I do think might be happening, and maybe this is just a change that you guys are on the precipice of that we'll discover in the years to come. But what I time? think, well, there's that, you know, claiming the pension and all those good things you've got to look, to look forward to in the next few years. Um, yeah, colonoscopies. <laughs> is, you, any day now, from what I imagine. Uh, and by the way, if you need a hand... Um, I, I, I'm not a licensed, but
0: I, I don't want a hand up there, buddy. It's the, the the thinnest straw, width kind of We can thing. we can work our way up, you know. <laughs> we can wiggle it in there.
1: Um, but what I was going to say is that, and maybe this is a, this is probably more applies on like an individual level rather than like a societal level. But there's a part of me that wonders if living up, living within, sort of growing up with the internet. And having the immediate access and like the to all the resources you have that keep you guys in tune with games and with movies and with all that kind of stuff almost keeps you more in tune with the things that are happening that is are relevant to people much, much younger than you, which keeps you younger in a way that didn't happen before. Because you guys are at the yeah. age now that my dad was when I was born, and like the, your world's apart, like in terms of like <laughs> yeah, it's the how worst. you're no, but not in a bad way. Just mean like you get kids more now because you haven't moved that far on from it i I don't get kids (laughs) no but you do like if a kid came up to you was like can we talk about Fortnite?" you'd be like yeah let's talk about Fortnite." whereas my dad couldn't have done that back in the day
0: yeah fair but but then again i guess that's just like our interests right
2: right i say it's the worst because it's that thing of like being the the prospect of being in your 40s and then you know (laughs) like i don't know going to a family barbecue and your mate's kid is like oh, I play Fortnite, and you're like, oh, yeah, me too. And they're like, oh, you sad forty-year-old <laughs> fuck. No, then you get to be the cool nerd. <laughs> Mate, you get to be Henry Cavill.
1: <laughs> yeah. Plus, you never find yourself in the situation that, again, my dad was in just this last week, where he was messaging me a lot, which is, Oh, oh shit! It's Christmas. I don't understand anything. What the fuck do I buy? <laughs> all these things are so expensive and don't make any sense. What do you mean this one? You can't put discs in.
2: I thought you could put discs in all of them. <laughs> that's great. I don't understand this. That's great. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> there's a so there's a weird zone though that I think I feel like I'm in at the moment where my eldest is is he's now five and he's starting to get to grips with kid stuff like that. I can I can kind of half a laugh at the like cuz I'm like a millennial right but like the gen z and the gen after that um I think are, it's weird cuz I can see that my kids generation are already going to blow those guys out of the water with the sort of mental shit that they have <laughs> and experience on a daily basis from right. like online and like my kid already watches streamers he watches a kid he watches a kid stream games who plays a game called Red Bull 4 and he's like oh I love Red Bull 4 and he's like oh, I've seen a streamer do this level and he'll like play the little level and I'm like we're in for a fucking mental future because <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. it's all downhill from here. Look, the
0: only the only hope is to uh, maybe not the best word, but groom him to be an esports professional.
2: Maybe, yeah. I, I, he what did he play the other day? He was playing Sonic Run, and see, like I said, he's, he just turned five, and my experience of him playing games is often I he plays games with me, and he's and he's okay, but he can't. You he couldn't go and play. Um, uh oh god what's the car radio controlled car thing with the ball and the the chris couldn't a rocket league rocket league oh my god wow no, thanks that's
0: how you remember it, it. chris couldn't i love couldn't that play. description
1: of rocket league as well
2: <laughs> um i'm I like, a, I am like a, a aged dad who can't remember anything uh He's alright with that but he he couldn't play like an online match and he'd only hit the ball like a couple of times he wouldn't be able to shoot. Or but this like is that.
0: where you this is where you're failing your, the younger generation, Jensen.
2: Uh, uh, but but he played Sonic Run and I like and this is an, a year later right since I saw him play um, Rocket League he was on point like he was smashing it out of the park and I was like oh god like Yeah but I, Sonic I, Run Jonesy, there's no
0: money on. in that it's not a fucking esport. This is what but you got to do. You've got to off.
2: It's starting him off nah, in the gaming nah, 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 space.
0: Nah. You got to do the the whole Tiger Woods uh, M- Michael Jordan, fucking your matey, Lewis Hamilton, <laughs> you need to be the dad Stop who the math. son hates because the dad's like, you're going to be fucking racing or you're going to be doing this or you're going to be doing that for the rest of your life. Do you know what? And he, then, played, he wanted and then, to play
2: Slithario today and we did play Slithario and he was he was getting quite into it. And, he, and I said right. to him the other day, like I was like, oh, would you like to stream games and like, play online? He was like, yeah. Get
0: and him thought, started. Oh, interesting. interesting. Get, him, get, him, get the, the youngest CSGO streamer. <laughs> uh, yeah. or, or the youngest Valorant streamer that. Uh, Valorant you, maybe. But yeah pop him on Valorant there's no blood in Valorant just fucking go for it man true true his
1: that's, reaction that's... times are never going to get any faster they're already going to yeah. get and, and, and look
0: yeah. J- just I'm, I'm going to prep you now your son's going to hate you for about 10 years and then about <laughs> 10 years after that he's really going to appreciate you and when he starts winning those like big fucking numbers he's going to buy your house
2: yeah, that is the hope, right? It's the hope. It's you the long game hope that your child can buy your house because you <laughs> didn't work hard enough to buy one yourself. Yeah, so. well,
0: I, I blame the fucking boomers. There well, we go. yeah,
2: they're yeah, blame for they're easy to blame for everything. They're also going senile now or soon, so it's all good. Yeah. Fuck yeah, it's bad. All right, and, and then, then we oh. get their houses. Wow, yeah, they're crumbling boomer houses, yeah. and there's so many boomers. There'll be loads of boomer houses going. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. Can
2: you imagine the market? Oh, great oh, bliss. All right.
0: Fellas, listen, but we are a, a, apparently a gaming podcast that, you know, we're available. Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. You can watch us on YouTube. And you know what? Spotify sent me an email the other day saying, hey, people can now leave ratings.
3: Oh, shit. Yeah,
1: on Spotify. An,
0: yeah, not just an iTunes thing. So, I, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to resurrect the old kind of tagline, a five-star podcast, if ever there was one. I'm going to go and see if I can do it now on my phone. Oh, that's in real time. I am. In real, speaking, time. You know speaking I'm real time. speaking of real time, fellas, if you want to listen to us as if we were in real time, quasi real time, pseudo real time, then you can catch us on Paisley Radio. That's right, paisleyradio.com, Thursdays, 10 p.m. Repeats on, when was it, Mondays? Monday. Monday, Monday, Monday. I, I think
2: that's new time. See, you're saying quasi time. I think that's new time. I think we don't need the old time that we're currently living in. It's all about online time. So that's that's where it's at.
0: Uh, it's swatch time. Do you know what the Swatch
1: time is on that? Oh, shit. Is that where it's like all just one big number and it's like yeah. it just clicks forward and it's like everyone's on the same time zone? Because it's, yeah, swatch, exactly. time, it's swatch time, baby. Swatch time. It
2: sounds terrifying.
1: I can't
0: yeah. review this podcast, Chris. You're feeding me lies and slander. I've got an email. Maybe, it, maybe they're drip feeding it. Okay, just check it out. Also, yeah. apparently, like, they're going to roll out video on podcasts for Spotify, so... Pro, probably well,
2: they really did for Rogan. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly.
0: why they have to do it because they keep buying video podcasts and they're like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, speaking on that, I, I don't know if I mentioned it, but Joe Rogan has been dethroned as the number one podcast mm. in the world. Do you know this? Really? Oh, it, it, god. At least in the new... states. At least in the states and the UK. I'm
2: trying I'm to think. think the two territories I care about. Well, most. exactly.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Je- Jamie's trying to look it up, but you
2: can't. I, I've
1: seen I've seen something. It could be, yeah. Uh, but it, well, you guys would like it, but I don't know how niche or popular it is outside of that.
2: Yeah, is it? Is it I'm surprised it's not like a um a, a true crime podcast.
0: It's not a true crime podcast. It's a comedy podcast, if anything. Whoa. Okay, then in that case, I think I know what it is. Yeah, but only is it one I know. Time. Is it one I've heard of? Uh, it, maybe. Well, maybe you would have heard of them. I don't know if you would have heard that they've done a podcast.
2: Okay, I don't know. When That's
0: you see it, you're like,
1: "Oh, that makes perfect sense." Of course, yeah. they should. They should have done this a long time ago. Yeah. That's probably. No, I'm just... going
2: to say it now. In my mind, the biggest podcast in the world will always and will only ever be the Ricky Gervais podcast. So I don't care what comes after that.
1: <laughs> so it's that, that is an all time yeah. classic. To be fair, yeah, fair enough. I used um, to make
2: my wife listen to that every day when we went to bed. I used to put it on a speaker and play it out, and she used to hate it. She hates Ricky Gervais's laugh so much as he cackles. It, and yeah, it is a bit ratty, isn't it? Sorry, anyway, go on, Chris. What yeah. is the number one podcast? The
0: number one podcast is The Super Show. No, it's um The Always Sunny Podcast.
2: No way. Is that, that's amazing. I love
0: yeah. that. Yeah, and you know great. what's nice about it? It's, it's not like our fucking one where it's like three hours long. 30 minutes, each one.
2: Oh, do you know what? Rob McElhenney, I'm, I'll be com- really glad if he becomes a, uh, you know, Billionaire off the back of that, and the others will get loads of dosh out of it. Yeah, they're a a funny bunch of guys. They are a
0: funny bunch, and yeah, like Jamie says, like when you think about it, like oh yeah, that fucking makes perfect sense. Of course they should. I'm just surprised that they kind of like they haven't been going for very long, and they fucking yeah, they were shot shot up to the top. Like it's incredible. I, I
1: was just looking through the names of the episodes of their podcast and I was unaware that it was them doing a sort of a retrospective on the show, and I'm guessing looking back on certain episodes and talking about them. Yeah. So I thought the names of the episodes of the podcast were references to the contents of the podcast, <laughs> nothing, so I was like, hang on a second, like, Charlie <laughs> yeah. wants an abortion? The gang goes jihad? Like, they sound like they're rivaling us for cancelableness.
0: Yeah. But um, what's interesting is that, yeah, they're doing one of those things where it's like, this fad of watch along podcasts where they don't actually watch along, but they com- they watch the episode and then they comment on it. Except, of course, they do what we do, and they just fucking meander so much that they hardly ever talk about the episode that they were mentioning.
2: Okay, it, it's a nice. good. Podcast, hey, maybe maybe, I, maybe they're secret watchers of the uh, the super show, and they've learned from us, and they thought they'd give it. A
0: well, Jonesy, I I caution to say that they aren't for for one reason and one reason only, and that is. Our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash super show, does not include Charlie Day, Rob McElhenney, and Glenn Howerton, unfortunately. Uh, nor Danny DeVito, which is a personal slight, uh, yeah. I find. But, you know, there it's we the go. Real crime. It, it's crime. It's almost what- like if if you had to take me and Jamie and kind of put out, take our genes and clone them, uh, you'd get Danny DeVito. <laughs>
3: I
1: love that idea. I don't. I don't think I'll ever be as funny or as... Clever as he is, though, he just see, he also just seems like a, like a reasonably good dude as well as being like he fits in with that group, and yet he also like directed Matilda. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> there's layers. He
2: also there's doesn't layers. age. Oh, uh, he mm-hmm. <laughs> no. I he, think like, I think he, I know. I think I know like what he Jones was in. He... Romancing the Stone. Like when I was a kid, yeah. he was already a middle aged man in movies, and now he's still he's still a middle aged guy making yeah. like TV shows. The... and he hasn't aged. It's, he's he's kind of like um. Uh, Morgan Freeman, and that Morgan Freeman has always been like an older guy my yeah. whole life, no matter how long I'm yeah. alive. Oh, or, 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 or like George Clooney,
0: young. he's always been that like gray-haired dude. Even That's though he the, hasn't, George, but George
2: Clooney hasn't. Because I remember when uh, he was on the what's that the the ER ER show. yeah it was ER yeah, and he was quite young, like dark guy guy. I remember yeah. the crossover. But some actors or actresses they oh, just never
0: like Leslie Liz- Nielsen, Judy Dench.
2: L- Judy Dench has been like that
0: old forever. She's never been young. <laughs> she just came out of the womb with like a fucking. she got maker. like. Sure, you know you you you're actually like...
1: right. Like, what does a young Judy Dench look like? Exactly. I've got no you idea. Can't
2: think of it because it yeah. doesn't. She's exist. looked like an old
0: bag for about seventy years. Is well, this the is thing? some? Can I tell you the the interesting thing about Judy Dench, Dame Judy Dench? Mm. I mean the Dame. Yeah. You know, that B word isn't a Patreon either. But you know who who are patrons of this lovely show? Tell us. I'm, of course, talking about Aaron Cameron, Athletic Gravy, Dark Silhouette, Episode 85, 33 minutes, 20 seconds. It took 15 weeks for someone to get the joke. Thank you, Peter. Jesper Camdahl nielsen Javela Cujo, Leo Murga, Magic Grits, Mindful Pig, Mr. Anthropic, Nathan Piers, Pastors Guild, Scary Omen, Starfall Kid, Zach Cream. And the big boys, fellas, the guys that keep the big cogs turning. All right. Because you all know that if if the big cogs break down, then the fucking the wheels fall off. And I am, of course, talking about Brett Z. Doppler, Geometric Potter, Hacksaw Book, Reed Manuel, Manly Manscaped Man Guerrero, Peaswad, and the Uncaged. Thanks for not changing your name. So uh, <laughs> yeah. we'll, leave for, we'll leave that for leave that for for Jonesy. He's been practicing. Don't, been practicing. don't spoil it. Wait don't until worry. your hosting duties. But yes, thank you, each and every one of you. You do keep the lights on. The camera's rolling, like analog cameras. That's how we record this. And then we need we take the Patreon money, we go to a Cine lab, and we transfer from celluloid to digital. Then we take those digital tapes to the um, CAR room, the central apparatus room, and we uh, transfer those into a digital file format, which then gets FTP'd to us directly to our homes. Uh, then we transfer it back onto celluloid, edit them on our Steinbecks, send them back to the Tenny Silly Lab. And, you know, it, it, what I'm saying is it's a process. And thank you, you. You are helping that process move along smoothly. So I do appreciate that. But, hey, you know what? Other if than only there was a quicker way to do it. If, if only. only. Yeah, imagine. <laughs> um, but that being said, these guys, you know, they, they're helping us out, but we're helping them as well because we are giving them loads more entertainment on our Patreon with our Patreon-exclusive podcasts, shows, behind-the-scenes Discord server access was little as two dollars and uh, you know those extra podcasts that I mentioned, they're behind a five dollar paywall, baby, because dollar dollar bills, it's the, the year 2021 and we've got to get paid, son. I mean it's technically true, yes. Yeah. Um, we've also been putting up some six lists, which is a nice little Christmas treat, which has been getting early access on the Patreon. So go on over, pledge your support, enjoy the six lists. There is a, another one going to be dropping on the Super Show channel for everybody, regardless of pledge status, coming soon. And there will be another one dropping on early access to the Patreon, probably what what fellas between Christmas and New Year's.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, probably bo- Boxing Day sort of time around then. Yeah, yeah, the after yeah. Then. yeah,
0: yeah. So be sure to check that out. And hey, the more support we get, the more we'll consider consider doing more six lists. <laughs>
2: The more, the more we won't have to work proper jobs to pay pay bills in order to make more content. So yeah, man, I, I don't,
0: I don't know about you guys, but I keep on getting the fucking, it's that stupid thing, right? When I was unemployed and I had all the fucking time in the world and I didn't do anything, and now that I've got no time, I'm like, you know, I should do something about that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want to make content. To be fair, I did start streaming though, so you know, yeah.
1: And there's nothing like making content for someone else that reminds you how much you'd rather be making content <laughs> for yourself. Yeah, and you're like. Oh, man, like, imagine if I could close this project and open the six list and do some work on that. And it's video games. It's stuff I like, and it's us, and it's fun. But I've got to do something else. I've got to do my job. Um, Man. But, you know, it it, it made me more... I'll I'll be honest, I liked the idea of doing some six lists for the folks at home as, like, something of a Christmas treat and letting the patrons get early access to it. But I think you guys both know that in the past, especially immediately post-ATG, there was a little bit of six list reluctance just because... We did so many of them for so long on that channel.
0: I mean, I think you're being kind. That, like we unanimously said, like we don't want to touch another season yeah. for as long as we live, because yeah, we just yeah, as you said, fatigued. But but
1: doing that recording session, then coming back and like listening to what we did and cutting stuff down and the jokes we could keep in, and the jokes <laughs> we had to to cut and figure out if we could even let patrons have them, like. There's some fun stuff. Um, oh yeah, it's like it slipping down. into an
0: old pair of jeans, right? It's Just like, oh, it's really it's good. weird.
1: Like it's it. You know, even saying remembering when to say my name, sandwiched, nestled, <laughs> sweetly between you two. Oh um,
0: yeah, between between
1: the cheeks. Between the cheeks. Yeah, oh, well, it was yeah.
0: it was good, and and I think like a good enough time had passed for us to actually like enjoy it and want to continue doing it. Uh, For sure, so, I,
2: yeah. I absolutely, I enjoy. I really enjoyed doing it. I thought it was, yeah, it was, oh, it, it was a cool experience.
0: But like you said, even
2: if it was maybe a year ago, I would have been like, no, thanks.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm all right. Yeah, yeah. You know, we it, fellas, what I, what I've realized is 2021 is the year of trauma. All right, and we had to get over the trauma of six lists, and what it's kind of come back to. It. Yeah, <sighs> right. But hey, you know what? Speaking of trauma, should we just jump straight into the year? The year. Let's of do it. 2021. See what's been going on. Let's see what happens. So this is what's going to happen, fellas. We're going to break it down month by month, okay? I don't know if you know this, but it's January, February, then March, April, May. It's a bit fuzzy. November, December. There we go, okay? Gotcha. We're going to be talking about the games and the stuff happening in the industry. And I don't know. I'm sure there's a drinking game in here somewhere. Probably how many times we fucking shake our heads at the shit that's been going on. How many times games have been delayed. (laughs) Every time, it, every time
2: uh, Activision Blizzard do something shady, a <laughs> yeah. drink.
0: Yeah. Every time Bobby Kotick threatens to kill someone, you've got to take a shot. So get ready to get word. drunk,
2: everybody. Or, or every time you hear the word delayed, do a shot. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: All right, fellas. January, okay. So this... We, we, we came into the year with such high hopes, didn't we? Um, yeah. Actually, Did we? No, actually we didn't, thinking of it, because we've just come out of Fucking the massive disappointment that was Cyberpunk.
1: Yep. Yes. Cyberpunk was disappointing. Yeah. The console launches had been and gone and people still couldn't buy them. And yeah. um, here in the UK, we had just gone back into, as of about two weeks yeah. prior, um, a lockdown that would last months. So, yeah.
2: God, yeah. oh God, it did. It lasted like three, it lasted like four months or three yeah, months. Yeah, like all horrendous. of January
1: and February, we were completely. Yeah. I had Christmas and my birthday alone in my
0: bedroom. <laughs> that
2: year oh that's brutal that's pretty yeah. sad yeah these things happen Pretty
0: sad uh but yeah fellas like so january was like you know i, I guess you could say we might have been hopeful in saying like you know let's hope it wasn't as bad as 2020 but oh <laughs> <laughs> well fuck me anyway we did at least have some some games starting to trickle up we had hitman 3 and the medium the bloober team kind of uh, mm. you know their take on psychological horror, whatever it is, but Hitman 3, great game.
1: Yeah. I w- I want to give some props to Hitman 3 because as we got to the end of the year, it kind of like didn't get that much buzz for game of the year stuff and it like it wasn't really being known. Like like at the game awards there wasn't much Hitman 3 chatter. Yeah. But like Hitman 3 was a game that didn't really <clears> do <throat> anything wrong. And it actually really nicely wrapped up that trilogy. And yeah. I, I, yeah. I you know I'm glad Hitman 3 happened this year.
2: Do you know what Hitman 3 did for me? It made me play Hitman one and two, and I really oh. liked them because I'd never finished them. And I went back and did, and then I was like, okay, I need to play Hitman three. Still haven't. Yeah. Still haven't played Hitman three. But, um, wow. Okay.
0: Maybe. I didn't realize that. Well, there we no, go. That no, is I the most Jonesy anyway. thing that you're gonna fucking get out of this.
2: Well, because then I realized I had Hitman one and two, and I had them. I'd gotten them both for free from Warner Brothers, and just had I'd played some of Hitman one. Never really got into like Hitman two, and I was like, and I, then I finished Hitman one inside of like a week after you know hitman 3 getting released because i was like i can't play i can't buy hitman 3 having not finished one and not played two that doesn't make any sense
1: (laughs) hang on there's some (laughs) fucking major bullshit here hitman a game that is fundamentally and in the case of uh hitman 1 was literally episodic meaning that like you can almost approach levels in any order and that content is meant to be accessed pretty uh you know in a free-flowing way you wanted to do that one in a strict one two three order but when you realised you really liked Mass Effect three, and you, you went gonna bring back it up. to Mass Effect two, and you skipped Mass Effect one, <laughs> which is so how,
2: important, because when I did that, every the consensus was that Mass Effect one is a real slog at the like in the days of Mass Effect three because it is aged badly and it was not something you want to really like delve into. Yeah, so I, I took the hit. Well, I, thought I didn't fair. want to play that. Whereas Hitman, at least Hitman one and Hitman two. Almost feel like they're may you know they're the same engine almost like as Hitman Three like they well, I don't know if they are but they look they, f- they are now
1: yeah if you own the right. Hitman Three launcher it runs all the old levels in it yeah
2: because that yeah. was the weird thing because we're not there when I started playing Hitman One again then it then you get the thing where if you install Hitman Two it already loads all of Hitman One into it so you can play all the games and you get the DLCs and it was like oh okay I can just sort of play all of these things together and. Uh, but then, yeah, like I, by the time I'd finished, I don't, did. I think I finished two. I think, or I got very close to finishing two. It was like I was so Hitman'd out. I need a break before I go to three, <laughs> and I haven't gone to three yeah, yet. Fuck. But, and, yeah, fuck.
0: And those, those, like just phenomenal, going, great, phenomenal great, games. Going, stepping into the fucking time machine. Those ATG streams that we did of, of Hitman were fucking so class. Oh, they were no, they were no, they weren't streams. Yeah, they were let's plays, weren't they? Yeah, they were let's <laughs> plays. Yeah,
1: putting that guy in the uh, the wood chipper and just seeing the blood come out, <laughs> and standing in front of it. Bathing in the blood.
0: Yeah, that was good, man. It's good, uh, but yeah, that's that's you know, January. It wasn't just about those two fucking games, <laughs> um, because EA's exclusive license of Star Wars games was terminated in January, or well, terminated, probably God. just like expired. They're still making Star Wars games, um, but Ubisoft and Massive Entertainment announced that they had titles in the works, and of course, we know what Ubisoft's. Um, not Ubisoft. Oh, God, do we know any of those? No, we don't.
1: The Ubisoft, the massive thing, is the same. is one game. Uh, massively ah, right, Division okay. But we still 2, don't know what team. it is. We don't know what it is. Yeah. All we know is that Divi- th- th- that game, Avatar, and now Splinter Cell are all going to run in the Snowdrop engine.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, of course, we know that um, Zinger, have creating a mobile kind of right. like yes. brawler in, in Star Wars Hunters, uh, which I is you're funny. Talking
1: about a KFC burger for a second, there, I'm
0: very excited. <laughs> a zinger, yeah. Um, and funnily enough, I I interviewed for the company that's making it, and I got pretty far, but I didn't get the job. So fuck them. Um, yeah. <laughs> and um, and of course, Quantic Dream, we now know, are working on the Star Wars Eclipse, but we'll, mm. you know, that's a that's a further down the line kind of thing, fellas. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I I I think it's fair to say that. It's probably good that Star Wars is out of EA's soul clutches, but not necessarily a bad thing that EA are still working on some Star Wars games because there could be potential there.
1: Yeah. For they sure. they earned the right to make a Jedi Fallen Order 2. And yeah. I don't think the cancellation or lack of a Battlefront 3 is a disaster, to be honest.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Like, how, how much, like, they've added so much to fucking Battlefront 2. Like, come on. Like, mm. you, know, you, you don't need to kind of fucking relaunch that. Uh, But yeah, uh, but that kind of leads into a a bigger thing in terms of like, you know, Star Wars and and in turn, Lucasfilm's games, because they were reestablished, which is fucking amazing. When when I heard that news, the first thing I thought about was point and click, baby. Of course, it's never going (laughs) to fucking happen. But what is happening, lovingly, it's like the best fucking thing ever, was we got treated to a nice little teaser trailer in January of Bethesda and Machine Games' Indiana Jones.
2: That still stresses me out. (laughs) <laughs> like what is what is that going to be <laughs> stresses
0: him out I love that I love it yeah
2: I, I'm so excited and at Jonesy, Jonesy can't go to sleep at night me.
0: because he's like oh
2: what's going to happen every, every time someone talks about that game I'm like is it? Gonna, it's either going to be the one of the best games ever or it's going to be like crap and I'm just it's, it's, there's nothing in the middle for me there it's got to be phenomenal like come on know, man. it's an Indiana Jones game. Cool. Yeah. hopefully hopefully yeah. I think it'll be cool the last Indiana Jones game I played was the Search for Atlantis one oh my god Fifteen floppy disks, Jesus. point point and click adventure and click. back in the day.
0: Well, that's what this is going to be. I, I, they kind of threw <laughs> us off by saying machine games. You're like, oh yeah, Wolfenstein Nazis, yeah, cool. No, it's actually just a point and click adventure game. So big time. I'd be up for that. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's kind of weird that we still haven't heard anything since then, right? Like, I know they they obviously were like, oh, it's fucking early days. We're working on it. But yeah. you would have thought, like, if they had enough foresight to kind of like announce it with a trailer that like had quite a few things going for it, some some kind of like Easter eggs, if you would. Let that yeah. have something.
1: Yeah, especially stressful for someone that <laughs> uh, had, now has their hopes and dreams of a Wolfenstein 3 left in the balance. I just don't know which way things are going to go. So I hope. Wow, 2022... so actually what you're
0: saying is you have more of a reason to be stressed out by this game than Jonesy does. Arguably. I, I Look, I haven't killed Hitler yet. I know he's dead because they made that
1: stupid fucking spin off game. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I, I haven't killed him. So, but
2: you know what, Indiana Jones was against Hitler, and the and uh, BJ is against Hitler, it all makes I'm sense. Thinking, I'm thinking that those two games are going to be one and the same. Or
0: what? Yeah, what if it's a bait and switch? What if you like Indiana Jones meets up with BJ Blazkowicz? Yeah. I love it. I'm a, I'm on board.
2: They both they both kill Hitler together.
0: I like it. I I think it's it's punchy, but it's doable. <laughs> uh all right fellas then of course you know like we, we were talking about um cyberpunk and cd project red this it, it's kind of weird to think but it was in january of this year that we got the first kind of acknowledgement from cd project red that like yeah this 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 game this game was kind of balked out the yeah. game and that's where we got uh what was the dude's name like Masin or some shit and he was he, he came out standing there looking <laughs> really fucking sad and remember. like I'm, we're so sorry that we fucking lied to your face. Yeah, <laughs> <Yes>. I, so.
2: <laughs> God, Josie, I was gonna say it was so opposite to like the uh, all the the stuff <clears> that they'd been putting out in the month previous, where you know it was all the hype building for Cyberpunk. And it yeah, was what was it like Night City Radio out. or some shit? Night, right? City Night City Wire, Wire. Yeah. Yeah. Night City Wire, yeah. Yeah, and then and then there's, there's the counterpoint to like them just standing me like, we're so sorry, we've completely screwed this up. It's actually kind of ironic, in a sense, that we're talking about this now because, of course, I think it was last week that um, CD Projekt have settled the lawsuit with uh, the class action lawsuit that um, they were getting done over for from uh, all the investors who said that they sort of lied about where the game was at and everything. I think I want to say they settled for like one and a half million dollars. I think it was something like that. It wasn't that much um, money. No, it's it's not that much in the grand scheme.
0: And and especially eight million
2: units sold of (laughs) of, um, Cyberpunk. Like (laughs) Jesus, or ten million. I think it was by the end of a, you know, by a few months in yeah it's fucking
0: mental like but you you know what fair play to cd project red they they doing a lot more than okay well we don't know if they're doing a lot more because they're fucking trickling it out but they have updated the game they've made it a lot more stable and they have promised like a lot more future content to be fair they did push and delay the next gen patches but you know they, they very very easily could have just kind of written off the loss so fair play to them i thought they would I thought they'd get to the end of 2021 and be like, yeah, well, that's it. Fuck you guys. You know, it's, it's broken. We can't fix it. Let's just move on. You know, that and, would have been brutal. Oh, you know, stranger yeah. things have fucking happened. You know, like pe- people, people promise things, they get some backlash and then, you know, they just kind of go back on it. Much like Xbox scrapped controversial plans to increase Xbox Live Gold. There, you know, yeah. like there's. I think they wanted to fold in Games Pass in it and kind of like, I think their thinking was, hey, let's just streamline what we've got. But then again, it's like, yeah, but like, you're just taking, taking away consumer choice, I guess. So yeah. they got a lot of backlash from that. And then they completely went back on it. So fair play to Microsoft and Xbox. And not only did they go back on it, but they also unlocked uh, the ability to play online free to play titles without needing Xbox Live Gold. So that's pretty cool. Yeah,
1: it'd be interesting. I wonder. I don't think we've. I made that much of like of a record of them in the, uh in this year in review. But how many stories there were this year of fan backlash working? Like, mm-hmm. was the Snyder Cut this year or last year? It was that's this one year. of the. It was this year, okay. I, well, I've lost I track. Fuck, of some I think, things. dude. Yeah, like the, I'm, I'm I'm no, the i I, be- I believe you. It's December, so I be- fully believe the Snyder Cut was this year. <laughs> but yeah, um, and now in the uh, after the release of Spider Man, there's some people are trying to get. Um, what's the guy's name? Uh, Andrew Garfield's yeah. Amazing Spider-Man three off the yeah. ground. It's oh like God. you motherfuckers did not watch those first two films if you're <laughs> sharing that. Hashtag. But then and again, that's, that's the fucking Super nostalgia Wars. bait, right? Like, fucking yeah, exactly. Um,
0: yeah. But yeah, there was um, God. There was a, a Ubisoft story which we'll talk about in, a little bit later. But there was also um, Dying Light two adding NFTs. And, and metaverse um, kind of integration. And then they were like, oh, we hear you guys. You don't want this, so we're just going <laughs> to remove it from our game. Yeah, yeah. That was a big turnaround. Yeah. Stalker 2, that was, right? Oh, sorry. Stalk- I said Dying like, Yeah, Stalker 2. Um, oh, yeah, man. It, it's kind of crazy. But you know what else was crazy? And, like, to be fair, this might have been the most, the, the craziest fucking thing that was kind of gaming adjacent. And it... <laughs> It's funny because I haven't thought about this in such a long time. But there was a short squeeze for our investor pals that resulted in a one thousand five hundred percent increase in GameStop's share price, thanks to essentially R slash investing or whatever, or fucking it was Wall stocks. Street bets, right? Wall Street bets, yeah, that's what it was. And it's just like, man, like some keyboard warrior who's like, "Hey, I'm gonna fucking buy GameStop," and it just went absolutely fucking mental. I mean, yeah. it even got, like, Elon Musk and Joe Biden fucking commenting on the fucking thing. Yeah, I'd love to know
2: where that's at now. Like, I bet it's just a bit of... There's a, there's a few people still holding out going, it's still going to go back up.
1: The, the p- posts from those subreddits still make the front page of Reddit nowadays. There are a lot of people who clearly <laughs> yeah. still seem to be very invested in the long-term prospects for GME at AMC. Wow. <laughs> Not me. I, don't, I yeah. wouldn't touch it with a barge pole. Well, that's because I'm was- a pussy.
2: It was a few months after the fact that Peter came out that apparently a lot of the people in those um, Reddits are actually just the bankers who use those sort of places to try and get, you know, do what, do like a sh- a pretend short squeeze to squeeze the people that then think of the short <laughs> squeeze is real and make money out of those people. So you're like, oh, you bastards. But but, but the
0: weird fucking thing is job. that, like, people made money from that and not just like fucking people, bankers. Like, mm. Uh, but but that's the fucking risk, right? Like if you like if you frequent Wall Street bets and you're like, I'm gonna try fucking everything, you're gonna be poor. You know, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. yes, ultimately, yeah, ninety nine percent of yeah. them are gonna be poor. But I think yeah. it's that one dude that sees that like the first article that trickles through, saying like, Oh my god, GameStop's thing is fucking going crazy, and then they just have the foresight to say like, Yeah, I'm getting in, and I'm gonna get ready to go out, like.
2: Yeah, anytime place. I hear about these, it always makes me think of that guy who's like, is it six years? He's been wading through the rubbish dump <laughs> rubbish rubbish looking yeah. for his hard drives with his bit, with his 350 million in Bitcoin on.
1: I mean, <laughs> I, I probably would do that as well.
0: Yeah, I think you got like some kind of like NASA forensic fucking scientist to like look at satellite imagery or something. It's just like, how? Oh, oh, no. How is that going to fucking anyway? <laughs> uh, but fellas, you know, January was uh, a relatively. Let's say it started 2021 with a, with a bang. And mm. no bigger bang for me than the fact that I got covid in January and I almost died. Yeah. So that was fun. Bummer. That was um
1: bummer. It was, yeah, it was it was a I mean I'm maybe underselling it slightly. I I'm sure you'd use slightly stronger language to describe <laughs> that process. But um yeah, well you know, I'm glad that all cleared up and I'm glad you came back to the fold. Stronger than ever. Well, he well, I he to, I actually don't died. I
0: Stronger than ever. Yeah. This is well, a clone. This is what we said last week, right? Like, I am Lazarus. Fucking, you strike yeah. me down two more, will rise taking my place. Like a fucking Hydra. We buried the real Chris next to the real Avril Lavigne. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There you go. Do, do you ever think, like, do you guys ever watch that movie? What's it? Duplici- duplicity? Yeah. yeah Multi- duplicity. Multiplicity? Uh, multiplicity.
1: Multiplicity. Uh,
2: Oh, what's the guy's name? The 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 guy uh, Michael Keaton. The, Michael.
1: Are, I think they are they both film films. But what they what are they both names of films? Duplicity and Multiplicity? I think oh, Multiplicity I, I think Keaton it's Multiplicity.
2: He he duplicates himself so that he can like do more stuff and get more stuff done. Like look yeah. after, pay attention to his wife and work at his job, and that. And he ends up making like just loads of them.
0: Yeah, but but uh, he has the catch, Jamie. Each time he would um clone himself like it, it it like degenerates his personality in a way so oh, weird okay so eventually he gets like really effeminate in the one and really like in touch with his feelings and eventually it goes so far down the line that he's just the, the the last clone is just the absolute fucking like kindergarten grade like intellect idiot oh, and he like clone, he licks he licks a slice of pizza puts it in his wallet and puts his wallet in like <laughs> Classic acting from Michael Keaton, there you go. Because the
2: clones start cloning themselves, don't they? That's yeah, they, yeah, exactly. So clones, almost, it's almost like... Two, um, and they clone themselves and they clone themselves.
0: Yeah, it's almost like inbreeding. <laughs> inbreeding with your Actually, clones. Actually, do
1: you know what that, that tracks, yeah? And also, Chris, for the sake of your sanity, uh, Duplicity is also a film uh, starring uh, Clive Owen and Julia Roberts. Uh, a romantic crime comedy film written and directed <laughs> by Tony Gilroy. Wow, wow,
0: there you go. Oh, good old Tony. Hell yeah. Yeah, bright tone. Should we should we should we hop on the train to February Town? Let's do it. All right, because uh, well, it's not really much of a train, but more of a bit of a car wreck because we did have Destruction All Stars.
2: <laughs> it was okay. Do you know what? That was all right. Jamie and I played a few games. It was it was. Hang on, you vouched for it. For has that video gone out yet? Uh, no, I didn't vouch for no. it. That was a fate. Yeah, that's on the Patreon, it's up at the Patreon at the moment. You can see um, the biggest failures of uh, 2021, and and Destruction All Stars is in there. Yeah, because I I, I I suppose you could say a voucher <clears> in the sense of I say it's not like a bad game. It's just a very me mediocre game <laughs> that didn't didn't do anything for anyone really, and just kind of yeah. faded into obscurity. Which surprise, Fair
0: surprise, enough. went to um, fucking PS Plus straight away at yeah. launch. So yep. there you go. Uh, but yeah, Destruction All Stars obviously being that uh, multiplayer card destruction thing, which, you know, probably five people are playing right now. But there you go. Uh, we also got Little Nightmares 2, which is a sequel to uh, a friend of the show's, Steph's, one of his favorite games of recent years.
1: Yeah. I'm still too much of a pussy to play this, but apparently it was good.
0: Yeah, yeah, buddy. But Little Nightmares was good. Little Nightmares 2, also good. I remember when I when we went to Gamescom in our last year of ATG, and I got this like big statuette of Little Nightmares 2 for attending one of their talks. I just gave it to Steph. I was like, there you go, buddy. I know you like remember this that. shit. I remember yeah, that. It's pretty cool. Um, what else came out in that month? Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury. Jamie, you had some good things to say about that.
1: Yeah, I, yeah and I would like to take a moment actually to give props again to Bowser's, specifically the Bowser's Fury component of this. Not that the port of 3D World was bad. That's a game that, as a non Wii U owner, I wanted to play, and I'm glad I did. But Bowser's Fury, it, it was cool to see Nintendo experiment a little bit with the Mario formula <clears throat> and see what a potentially open world Mario game would look like, albeit in a far, far smaller, almost test tube like environment. Yeah. Um, but if they, if they extrapolate from that and expand on it for whatever the next big 3d mario is then we could be in for a treat it worked very nicely
0: yeah well if you think that like mario 64 was followed by was if i'm getting my timeline correct mario 64 was then followed by ocarina of time all right oh i
1: see okay okay right
0: so so it's kind of like saying like hey mario's gone 3d and then the next thing is like zelda's gone 3d right right and then if we think that Hey, Zelda's gone open world with Breath of the Wild, and they fucking smashed it out of the park. Maybe the next big kind of Super Mario game is going to be an open world. To kind of like follow that kind of trend, maybe, maybe. I think
1: it was their way of, like, I think the the Zelda format always worked as something that was somewhat more open, which is yeah. why even like you know you go back to like Wind Waker and stuff like that. Obviously, lots of things that was a very directed experience at times, yeah, but it felt open. Um in a way that Mario never really did. It always wanted to say, Hey, you got a star or a shine or a moon and now we're gonna kick <laughs> you back to something else or you're gonna fly somewhere else. Whereas Bowser's Fury is like, What if the like there are no menus when you complete the stage? You yeah. just have to like go Carry walk off. over to where the next thing starts. And it's it's <laughs> interesting in that respect. Uh it's not a bad solution, is what I'll say.
0: So would you would you look forward to that?
1: Yeah, I'd I'd say I would. I'd say I would. I'd like them to come up with a few more hooks and to see it in a non-water environment because Bowser's Fury is set almost entirely in a like a water-dominated uh, biome, and you have this big like fucking Loch Ness monster-looking motherfucker that you <laughs> swim on the back of to get around quickly. Um, but it's got cool <laughs> ideas. That's the main thing. Yeah. And to get a fun little experiment tacked onto a good remaster slash port, you know, it's hard to
0: complain about that. Yeah. What about you, Jonesy? You are putting some faces there, known uh, no. I was, I known was hater to think, of all things Nintendo.
2: I like Nintendo. This is. This, I'm tired of this brush, and this is not fair. I mean, I don't. I, I don't quite, you know, overrate them as much as you boys do. Um, I like to. Uh, I like to give them their fair shake. Um, but no, I think I was just thinking. Some of Odyssey is, um, is felt quite open worldy uh, and played around with that. You know, I'm not open world for sure, but like obviously gave you much more of a playground to play in than I think Mario games are given you before. But yeah, yeah, I, I, I think uh, the idea of them going a bit open world is sounds sounds cool. Like I had a lot of fun with Odyssey. I didn't play Bowser's Fury. Um, I'm always looking forward to a new Mario game. I'm always looking forward to a new like Nintendo uh, first party games because let's be serious, they're few and far between, really. Yeah. So. Well, bring
0: yeah. on if, more. If reports are to believe that. 2022 could be seen as Nintendo's year, so let's, let's see what happens. Nintendo's year. I mean, they've, they've got some year. stuff they can put out, for yeah. sure. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, gosh, you know, it, it wouldn't be a month in 2021 if we didn't talk about CD Project Red. <laughs> True. <laughs> Again, it didn't take them long because CD Project Red suffered a cyber attack, leaving internal systems compromised, and <laughs> a random note informed them that they'd been epically... <laughs> and, yeah. pwned, pwned, yeah, pwned, pwned, pwned. and um <laughs> what was it there's like they they stole the source code to right uh they were post it yeah they said they did post it they did no, post it but
2: they i'm pretty sure didn't they say that they were going to give it to like a load of other people to like release and the people they gave it to were like no released. didn't
0: didn't they they auctioned it on the dark web or some shit like
2: Oh right, yeah. No, I think they did, and because it wasn't just that; it was other stuff as well, right? It was all user data and all sorts of yeah, shit that yeah. they got hold of as well. And they they deleted their servers. They basically erased CD Projekt servers, and they had to do a backup. And they had to go back, like go to a backup and like reload all their stuff. So it was days that they were de- they were out of the out of the game for. Um, and it was yeah, it was absolutely brutal. But they did what they should have done and just refused to pay the ransom.
0: You you, you never you never, never negotiate with terrorists. Have you not learned anything from Hollywood movies about the U.S. president? Hell uh, yeah. We do not <laughs> negotiate with terrorists. Uh- <laughs> they came out, just, it's funny because, in a way, they came out
2: of it. Like, some people were saying they deserved it. I remember at the time, and I was just thinking, like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's, like,
0: that's harsh, dude.
2: Post saying that they deserved it because of what they did, because of the whole um, cyberpunk situation was absolutely mental. Like, there was no way that that was a good outcome to come out of that. Like, no one was going to benefit. Um, yeah, weird times. Weird times.
0: I think it was you, Jonesy.
2: It was. I'm just trying to cover for myself now. I think that's what? the reason
0: you've kept that cyberpunk chair because you're like, they'll never suspect me if I continue to sit what? in this yellow cyberpunk chair.
1: What's Josie's hacker name then? Come on. Oh, it's
0: got to be something exotic. Maybe something vaguely sexual. I don't, I don't so think so. I think exotic. it's literally just going to be a ripoff from the 1995 movie Hackers.
2: I was and just thinking it would have to be. <laughs> and it's going to be zero hackers. cool. <laughs> zero cool.
0: Okay, yeah, fair enough. That's actually a very <laughs>
1: good
2: answer. What and was, um, jo- was Angelina Jolie's character in that called? Oh, I do remember.
0: So I look oh, this man. up.
2: Yeah, do it. I can't. Remember. No, no. I'd be who's the who was the guy from Scream? You know the um... L-
0: um, Matthew Lillard.
2: Yes, well, his cat. I want to know what his oh, character's name is. Let's uh, so, go with that.
1: Uh, Johnny Lillard's Lee character. Miller, aka Zero Cool, was sometimes yeah. also known as Crash Override. Yeah. Oh, um, Crash Override. Angelina Jolie was known as Acid Burn. <laughs> Matthew Lillard was Serial Killer, as in serial oh, yeah, the food. Oh, you had a, a lord one. nikon the phantom freak freak with a ph the plague <laughs> razor blade and hal was was the bad dude fisher stevens uh maybe do you know who played him no the yeah fisher stevens yeah it was, is it the was actual, oh sorry, the yes. guy, F- it was sorry a, yeah fisher stevens is the plague aka eugene <laughs> right, belford uh right, right. oh, man
0: what a great fucking film and do you know <laughs> you get to see uh, angelina jolie's tits in that film so so if you haven't checked yeah. it out You're only
2: 20 years behind the curve go and Thumbs a up look. I remember
0: watching that on a laser disc At my cousin's house Wow That's a blast nice. in the past You yes. are old Go fuck That's yourself cool. <laughs> Laser uh, disc you, you, know, you know who else can go fuck themselves? Who? Google. Oh yeah uh, I mean sure More yeah. specifically Stadia because Google officially shutters its internal Stadia Games and Entertainment division, refocusing the service as a publisher for third party games. And uh, it's it, so
2: weird. To, this is such a weird sort of flashback going looking back at the. Because to my mind, I'm like, how had Stadia failed so badly by February of 2021 that they were already closing down their first party game studios to like focus on just pre- publishing? Third-party? Yeah, but, so but you're like, forgetting one Stadia, thing. Like, we, Jesus, covered,
0: we covered Google Stadia quite a lot when we were still ATG. So right, it has yeah. been a hot minute. Um and, and by all means, fellas, Stadia has survived twenty twenty one miraculously. I don't know how many users they've got. And <laughs> I like I don't know Well they're they're um it's
2: what's unfortunate for Stadia is now it, there was actually a period where new games coming out would be like, ah, oh, it's going to be available on PlayStation, um, you know, Switch is going to be in, um, on blah, blah, and they'd put Stadia as well. It's available on Stadia. They don't seem to do that anymore. It doesn't yeah. seem to show up anywhere. <laughs> so that's never a good. Sign. I've
1: got a feeling if you did a like a Stadia logo drinking game during the Game Awards, then you'd have stayed remarkably sober.
2: <laughs>
0: mm. Yeah, I also Absolutely remember there was yeah. a oh, God. It, w- it happened like r- within, like let's say, the last. Four months, so relatively recent. But there was a new game that came out, and if you bought the game uh, from Google, they threw in like a Google Stadia Pro just hmm. for free with like the the fucking Chromecast and the controller.
1: Oh wow, okay,
0: yeah, it was like a decent deal actually. If you just want a Chromecast and the game, uh, yeah. like a physical copy of the game, like like. But obviously, no, it wasn't a physical copy. Of the game. sorry, I, this is this was it. I'm remembering now. It wasn't a physical copy of the game. It was the Stadia copy of the game. That's the thing. But like... You
1: okay. would basically just need to want the control and the Chromecast and hope that the value of the deal was enough to comp those two, because yeah. otherwise you'd log into some random Stadia account to play the one game you own on it every now and then.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was kind of fucking weird. I just can't believe that like they survived 2021. Not many things have. <laughs> no, no. Ah, oh, goodness. Just, just ask... All those people that died of COVID. Um, then, fellas, Anthem is also one of those casualties. Because the, the and this this is mad, isn't it? Because this feels like fucking ages ago as well. But Anthem Next, the, the fucking reboot of it, was cancelled. Just fucking killed. The game finally yeah. ceased development entirely. Just canned. No hope. And I remember, Jamie, it was around about this time last year, wasn't it? That you had... Uh, bought a copy of Anthem That's for like right. five, five pounds. Because <laughs> I did it during all, like the, I think
1: it was the Black Friday sales that I bought Anthem and um, a couple of other games for <laughs> uh, what seemed like a good price at the time. And yeah, I was secretly rooting for Anthem next. And I still remember the day that Jason Schreier tweeted, like he was so up to the, like so in on the like their progress that he tweeted something like, there will be a meeting this week to determine if Anthem progresses or not. <laughs> and next thing we knew, we got that inevitable Bloomberg article. (laughs) Anthem is no more. Sad.
0: Man. But you know what? With every death, there is a rebirth of sorts. And, you know, one window closes, a door opens. You know, like, if you believe in fucking the Buddhist ideology of reincarnation, maybe Valheim was that Nordic... Okay, it's a bad segue, fellas. Valheim. <laughs> oh, no, you
1: know what? I'll roll with it. I'll roll with it. you you know you've reached, but I think you've just you've got fingertips to that on this one. They'll just fingertips.
0: It. Hey, you know what? I, I fucking watched the Olympics was it this year? Yeah, it was this year. That was this year, and, yeah. And they had rock climbing. And you know what? All you need is some fucking strong fingertips, and you can fucking scale. The, t- yeah. Scale anyone. Just the tip and you're in your end. Jonesy knows. He's got two kids. Uh but yeah, Valheim was released in February and Interestingly, it became one of the year's first runaway hits because, obviously, an in indie game, uh, kind of like crafting survival slash open world bullshit. But, yeah, sold a million units in its first week. Who fucking knew? Yeah. I I, I mean, I'd, I'd be interested to know, like, how fucking popular it is now. But it was definitely the du jour at yeah. The time. I know that Steph
2: sunk a lot of time into it streaming wise, didn't he? They they yeah, he did stuff a lot. Can I do a, a controversial
1: just a quick take on Valheim and mm. other games of that ilk to become runaway
0: success stories on Steam? Okay, but hold on, when you say other games of that ilk, what you gotta give your definition?
1: Games that seem to come out of nowhere, independently developed and published, all of a sudden start picking up traction on Steam, and the next thing you know, they've sold millions of units. Yeah. With okay. some exceptions. Um but Valheim was one of those ones where I like look back on it and say, I'm sure people had a great time in the moment. I'm sure people who bought and played Valheim with their friends you know, have fond memories of it. But I am glad I didn't jump in when it was hot and heavy because I'd have played it twice when everyone else was around and we had the time. And it would have been sat there in Steam ever since saying, you know what, I really wish I could play more of that, but I never yeah. would.
3: Yeah, And, but I, and what, I feel you...
1: validated in not purchasing it. There's another game coming up <laughs> later on. I was going to say that both of you two purchased, and I remember oh. making a stand on not
0: purchasing, and I'm glad I didn't. Fair even, enough, if, but ooh, even if you both speak very highly of it. I do still very speak very highly of it, but I thought you were going to talk about a different game that's going to come up a little bit later that you sunk money into that you didn't want to. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm trying
1: to think what that could be. There's a bunch of things that could be, actually, <laughs> but yeah.
0: Well, I'll, oh. I'll remind you when we get there, because, uh, you do. know... Uh, Oh god. <laughs> R- rounding out February, uh we got our kind of like our, our first news of the Last of Us TV show HBO's upcoming adaptation where we found out that Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey were going to take the leads. As, Still don't uh, like
1: it. <laughs> Some people can't be pleased.
2: Oh. <laughs> don't, I don't I'll 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 watch it, I'll give them time, I'll see if it's good. And I bet they do you know what I bet they're great, <laughs> but at the moment when you say it, it's hard for me to imagine like those two as uh Joel and Ellie. But hey, we'll see we'll see how can it I, goes.
0: Can I ask you guys a question? Like I wonder with with all of the failures of like um TV and film adaptations of games, right? And I mean like let, let's be honest, they're more failures than not.
2: Yeah, oh god yeah.
0: Like, this, this is something that I thought about like for a number of years, especially when it comes to Blizzard properties, because obviously Blizzard cinematics are, you could say, like the best in the business, right? And it, 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 I always kind of like thought to myself, okay, as an example, they want to make a, like a, a Warcraft movie. And I just thought to myself, why don't they just fucking do it with their own... Make it a CG fucking thing, feature length, not tied to any ge- like not part of a game or whatever, and just release as its own thing, done by that cinematic department.
1: I mean, it worked for Final Fantasy, right? Well,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I see, I don't.
0: Agree I, with I enjoyed the cinematic. Final Fantasy. That was within. That,
1: that, you, know, you, you. You're right. The Final Fantasy the spirits. What was it called? Spirits. Spirits within. Within was just the right idea too early. When it was still too so, expensive yeah. and the graphics weren't actually that good, yeah, um, it's I, I, it's more plausible now. I, yeah. see,
2: I think that's fine. Like that's absolutely fine to do that as a, as a side piece uh, to something that goes out on Netflix and that fans can, will watch and think. But when I think you're talking about trying to pull in um, non fans of games in order to watch a series, that, or you know, in a lot of cases, a TV series now that can pull in a lot of new people that aren't tied to that world in any other but, way. But like, I think so. The, the which you fail,
0: I think that's where you fail. To be honest
2: would you, what you think you fail because you're not necessarily trying to tie the gamers into
0: it well because you're trying to because you're trying to please the gamers and you're trying to bring in a, a broader audience so what happens yeah. is you dilute it where it's not good enough for the gamers but it's still kind of like shit enough for everyone else and you just get a shit experience not all the time Maybe. like you, you were about to talk it's... about the witcher and i, I agree like that's They've knocked it out of the park with that one.
2: See, I see, I, think, I don't think it's cinematics. I think it's story. I think for me, it's story that, often, that usually falls down is because that's where they, they, the cinematics they usually nail, but it's the story that they try and stick too closely in a lot of cases to the games. And they have to put in these ludicrous sort of narrative devices in order to try and make the thing work. And it just doesn't work and it's rubbish. Whereas at least with the... the let's be honest. The thing The Witcher's got going for it is that it's from a book. It's based on a book, which is a hell of a lot easier to, to adapt yeah. to than a game is. Um, <laughs> True. So I think that's, that's to be fair, is probably partly the reason. But I, see, the thing I worry about more about Last of Us isn't the fact that it's going to be an adaptation from a game. I think it's, it's, T, it's, it's TV series fair that they've dealt with before, but things like The Walking Dead have shown, like, I get really bored of them because they kind of have to meander and go in really weird routes in order to keep it interesting. But I just get bored of it. I'd rather they just did a limited run, stuck to the stuff, the subject matter, and just did it like that.
0: I agree. And, and you know who, who did it really fucking well? and I, It was last year, was the Watchmen series. They were like, I love that. Fucking, we're fucking going in, we're going hard, we're fucking fucking expectations. Who gives a shit? We're going to do it how we're we going to do it, and we're going to get out, and we're not planning right. sequels. Like, that's just it. That's,
2: I prefer that. I much yeah. prefer that.
0: Yeah. Like, if, if, they, if they came out and said, HBO's The Last of Us, it's going to be three seasons, season one's going to be the first game. Season two is going to be like, say, bridging the gap. And season three is going to be the second game. And then we're done. Fucking solid. Yeah. Yeah, let's see what I they do. I wouldn't yeah. mind that at all. I, I, I'm, I'm hopeful for that. I'm hopeful for that. I'd what- be
2: fine if they said it's season one is the first game, season two is the second game. And three is going to be concurrently with a third game that with it. Like, you know, I'd be like, that's cool. That'd that's cool. A, that's That's a cool thing to do. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm fine with the limited run thing, not trying to drag it out for 10 seasons or whatever, something ridiculous.
0: Yeah, that, I, like, that's exactly what's happened with Walking Dead. And guess what? Each season, it's exactly the same fucking bullshit. Don't tell me it is not. I'm not going to believe you. But I, you
2: know, I bloody love The Witcher. I've started watching season two now. I'm like five episodes in. I think it's great. So.
0: Nice. I'm hopeful. I, I enjoyed the first season. I haven't had time to watch the second season. The, the end, end of the year, fellas. Like, it's fucking gone mental. But I know yeah. after this week, I'll have time. So that'll be good. Yeah,
1: the Magrubas just dropped, so that's taking oh, a lot of my
0: a... time at the moment. Yeah.
1: Quality. Yes. On Peacock, which for us here in the UK means <laughs> it's time to set
0: sail on the salty seas. If you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, there is Peacock on Sky, but we don't. it doesn't have all the stuff. Like, there's a third Psych movie. I don't know if you guys have ever watched Psych, but it's one of my, one of my all-time favourites. And, uh, yeah, it's not on there. So, yeah, uh, Pirate's Life for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, fellas, like I don't even know how I'm gonna segue this. So I'm just gonna go into BlizzCon line. <laughs> was the thing that happened um, in February, which I think it, it happened after being delayed from last year or uh, from the year prior, so 2019. Right? Uh, no, 20, 2020. 2020. 2020. Ty, time is a, a fluid concept, fellas. You know, <laughs> like flat um, circle. Flat circle, you know, round and round. It's a it, it's a stream, and we're just islands in the stream. So. T- Time is a freeway with an infinite number of lanes. There we go. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, line where the existence of Diablo 2 Remake was uh, shown off. But interestingly, I don't know if it's interestingly, it, it, it made all the right fucking noises, fellas, but eventually when it came out, whenever it fucking was, we'll go through it, it'll pop up another time, I was thoroughly disappointed. Yeah, thoroughly, you went uh, which, uh, hey, if you uh, look out for a certain six list that'll be coming out on the channel soon, <laughs> you might find out why. But yeah, um, Vicarious Visions was absorbed into Blizzard in the process. They were the people kind of like taking the reins of the Diablo 2 remake. Uh, yeah. Other things that happened at BlizzConline was Shadowlands getting a fucking major app update. Burning Crusade was now coming to World of Warcraft Classic, so... That was the fucking weirdest thing to me hey let's release the expansion to the game that we rolled back a version of because people like the vanilla experience yeah odd very fucking odd uh obviously there was some more diablo 4 stuff there was a new mode for hearthstone announced and we got some more overwatch 2 info you know kind of I, I think at the time it was very much a case of like with blizzard it was yeah there was kind of disappointing but fine you know like it is what it is blizzard blizzard was the blizzard at the beginning of the year and some shit happened after that so you know we'll we'll get into it (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but yeah another news obviously you know from from kind of being a bit meh to blizzard people people got some hard-ons fellas (laughs) they Uh, did Lots and, men, and lots of people. Yeah, men and women. You know, lady boners were a big thing in this because Resident Evil Village's Lady Dimitrescu, you know, people's love for it just kind of reached a bit of a boiling point because Capcom confirmed, fellas, and this was fucking the, probably the biggest news of February, that her height <laughs> was, was nine foot six. Yeah, I'm sure, you know and I'm
1: glad they had the balls to come out there and say it. They shouldn't be ashamed as much as she shouldn't be
0: ashamed of being that tool. And if anything, more power to her. I, I love that that was the kind of, <laughs> well, how could it, that, that was their PR for that month. Just like, yeah. It, can you imagine the boardroom meeting? Like what are we going to do in the month of February leading up to like, you know, the oh. release and everything? Like we've got to go something big, like PR, you know, push the info. And then there's just that like one kind of like, Pedo-ish kind of Japanese dude who never says anything in these meetings. He just puts up his hand and goes, "Tell them her height," and that's it. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, I like it. yeah. That and-
2: was a, that was a weird time, though, man. This anno- <laughs> it annoyed me at the time, and it still annoys me now. What like, does, was what's what's much- annoying about that? You're so weird. Do you not? Do you not remember the comment when we were talking about the time? And I was oh, people we saying about- like, "Oh, it's I want step her to on step me. on me?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were they were getting really weirdly like. Freaky and like all these blue check mark people were getting weirdly into like the fetish shit just as to how much they love this. And it was like,
1: What are you doing? I just do think they got the blue check bro. They're all fucking a little bit freaky.
2: Yeah, uh, that's true. Actually, that's true. That's true. And, but and- it was it Sorry, was a, it was a weird me. moment when uh the uh the gaming sort of universe came together to decide that they were all into a feet and b being <laughs> stepped on by large Amazonian type women. <laughs> uh yeah. yeah.
1: I will just say, though, that Lady Demetrescu, probably the most baller PR or marketing move of the entire year, <laughs> the fact that that one character came to represent all the pre-release hype for that game, and she was in it for, like, half an hour, and, like, we, <laughs> no one knew until May, but it was, like, yeah. Yeah, genius. Fair enough.
2: Um I like, I like that um people people get annoyed these days if you put like too much tits and ass in any uh, and anything in anything game-wise movie-wise like people get annoyed with it and they sort of say like why have you got to use this to try and sell a game but well, if you make her 9 foot 6 her tits are absolutely giant and she's wearing a hat it's absolutely yeah. Yeah. fine you just, just make just up. make him
0: just make him a big bitch and it's cool yeah yeah there you go yep. but you know like it reminded me fellas that do you remember we played Resident Evil 7 uh, we played it on VR at one stage. We we recorded mm, that. We did I didn't didn't see the lights of day online, but that was pretty cool. Um, mm. Just imagine Lady Mitrescu in VR. Oh, yeah. Again. Foot,
2: I can't even imagine what that would look like in VR. Nine foot six. I'm only I'm like just about pushing. I'm not. I'm like nearly six foot. I guess so. She's gonna be like duh, like four feet above my head.
0: Yeah, she'll be like a Danny DeVito taller than you.
2: Her tits would be like eclipsing her face. I wouldn't even be able to see her.
0: Oh, True, actually. If you stood too she, close to her, you would be I was able to too here. close. She's just going to be this like giant. Yeah, fellas, that, that's for you. You're, you're much taller than me. Imagine the fucking dilemma I'd be in, dude. Mate, you, you just have, got you, vag. You yeah, just yeah have I'd, to, I'd have, have the perfect have fucking. Yeah, I'd have the perfect fucking. Yeah. Every every time
2: she saw you, she'd just say, she just dropped the way down there."
1: Well, you do already <laughs> carry a step around with you, like in that you know the one you get you have in your satchel you used to take to work. That is a uh,
0: patented lie. I've got go-go gadget boots.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I forgot about that. You <laughs> tap your heels
0: together and you just grow. Yeah. spring-loaded, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, I like that. But I'll tell you what, I, I I wouldn't like to see Lady Dimitrescu in, you know, PSVR, because that PSVR still you got all the fucking, you know, the, the what do they call it, the fucking Oh, the screen door effect. Screen door effect, yeah. But, hey, guess what? Sony's got you covered, potentially. In the future, because <laughs> uh, they did announce a new VR headset, the PSVR 2, that was announced, yeah. fellas, in a um, just a blog post kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, just like, yeah, by yeah. the way, not this not is much. what's happening. And I uh, think
1: uh, yeah. the fact not, that not it was so sense, understated though. is the reason I keep kind of forgetting it's happening.
0: Yeah, it was. It was Mark Cerny just shared a thing, wasn't it? It was like this yeah. is happening. Basically, it's like a the blog like post. A, it it wasn't. It wasn't even like a blog post. It was just like a like a paper. It's like yeah. Just yeah. Like a press wasn't it, release, wasn't it, like the most old say, school
2: fucking thing. Wasn't it part of another thing that they just put on their website or something and it just popped up? No, I, think, I obvious, think it was just
0: it's, its own it, thing that was just like, was boom, it? there it is.
2: But and, yeah, we, we we knew it was going to happen, but I think we thought it'd be more fanfare than this, that it, they'd announce yeah. it and it was just and, very...
0: And, and fellas, it was fucking odd at the time how they announced it, but little did I know that it would start a trend for announcements in 2021 of just True. announcing shit in the weirdest fucking way. I mean, last week on the podcast we spoke about how Ubisoft and an announced, officially announced a Splinter Cell remake, ground up remake, with a fucking job post. Yeah.
1: Like, well, like, we, like we talked about how, uh, it, like Indiana Jones, like did the teaser trailer in January and then disappeared and won't come back for ages. I said, I think I said it last week or the week before. Announcing the thing has never been less important. Yeah. You just gotta. You, all you're doing is planting the seed and letting it grow, baby. <laughs> yeah, this, it, it's
2: also a strange thing because you could, like, when you say it's an announcement, like, you could basically just bump into someone in the hall, like, you know, where your studio, and be like, "Are we going to do that? Yeah, we're going to do that. Should we announce it? Yeah, go on, just get someone from graphics to whip something up, and then we'll just say that we're doing it.
0: I mean, it's cost when effective.
2: Nothing is it. Sorry, cost it effective. Is cost, it is cost effective. Absolutely, it's cost effective.
0: Yeah, you know what else is cost effective, fellas? Um, can I guess? Yes. Getting games while they're free on the Epic Game Store. Boom. Nailed it. Loop Hero. Oh, yes, I knew it. I Loop trying. Hero, a game that released in March. Yes, that's right. It was moving swiftly along into March. Fucking flying by the seat of our pants. Yeah. Loop Hero was released. It's a game that I jumped into and was thoroughly sucked off by.
2: <laughs> I, I hope actually that... saw you tweet about this the other day, I think you were sort of saying about how good it was again. Yeah, yeah I it can it was guarantee free on Epic
1: Jonesy Guaranteed Jonesy didn't act on that tweet. Yeah. Okay. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Did you, Jamie? Yeah, I did. I've, I've so far gathered every single game that's been free on the Epic Games Store thus far, apart from Neon Abyss, because I forgot. <laughs> and are, are you planning to play Loop Hero? Yeah, Loop Hero is the one so far where it's like, I might have bought this in another world or another timeline, right, yeah. and now, uh, now it's free. Not necessarily the case with games like Second Extinction or Mutant, year zero whatever it's called Um, (laughs) yeah yeah not not bad games to give away for free but like
0: nothing that's made me yeah go crazy no loop hero was i i think a a really good get for epic especially because i think recently it's released on the switch as well which is a great game on the switch like Mm. that type of game uh but yeah i'd I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on it because i kind of love it i kind of love it i'm not gonna lie uh it's a cool game uh but other games that released in march crash bandicoot 4 it's about time which was a nice little surprise. Uh, Balan Wonderworld, fellas. The Great uh,
2: game, right? Absolutely phenomenal. I mean, Colourful, exciting, fun it, game. It that...
0: is in the running for Game of the Year, for sure. Big time. Be time. Uh, but no, we we to be fair, we did also cover it in our, one of our latest six lists. So go take a look. Then, fellas, uh, an actual Game of the Year, It Takes Two was released in March. So, there was. Know, game. Yeah. Helping Thank- to, you know, fill that tray that cocaine tray of joseph aris do you think he snort, do you think he snorts coke with his family
1: yes yeah. i don't think he has any family i think he snorts so much coke that like visions of a family materialize before his eyes and that's what he counts as family <laughs> oh, i don't
2: it's... think he snorts it i think he i think it's just i think it's just imbued into everything he has so no matter what he does it is get, he's getting like a he's getting high off anything like oh, he's... in everything
0: Ah uh, right, okay. His world is full of cocaine. He, he's high on life, is what you're saying. I
1: see. Yeah, and so cocaine. I, I, he is crazy enough that you know. I mean, don't mean. You know, I know a way out was like it was set in a prison. Blah blah blah. blah. Uh, but it takes two. You know, pretty family it me, me, handles adult themes like divorce and relationships. Yeah. But it's a family friendly game for the most part. I'd like to see Joseph Farris use his kind of unique wackiness and creativity to make something just extremely fucked up. Yeah. Like, yeah. give him the keys to, like, the Manhunt franchise or something. Right, exactly. Like, Joseph Farris' Manhunt 3 would be a very exciting prospect.
2: <laughs> I, I don't think he's got that in him. I think, that, I think we've seen what he's got in him. His, the, the wackiness, the cocaine-fueled, all that sort of stuff is on the outside. No, But, but then when he makes a game, I think no. that's what his, in, his inside is like that of a child. Here's a pitch
1: for you, Jonesy. <laughs> the book from It Takes Two that's trying to help you mend your relationship yeah. Take that character and put them in, like,
2: Scarface. Hey, I'm a magical book. <laughs> yeah.
0: It does kind of fit,
2: yeah, wow. weirdly.
0: All right, what about Joseph Farris, um making a sequel to a game that you guys both enjoyed that came out in March was Disco Elysium, the final cut.
2: Hmm, that would, what, what, that would be good, yeah. actually. Like in a different genre, if it wasn't a sort of a top-down isometric kind of deal, if there was a, if it was if he sort of got hold of it and did something different with it, that would be pretty wicked. I could I could see that happen.
3: Yeah,
1: I'm trying to think of like all the weird mini games that would start to <laughs> slip find <laughs> their way into Disco Elysium now. Where all of a sudden, like for some reason, after your pride's been hurt by someone like uh, insulting you and you failing a conversation check, then you have to do some weird mini game where it's like m- marbles or something like that to get it back. <laughs> Yeah but got but another it's, chance. it's it's
0: co-op. Yeah. It's it's couch co-op where one person is playing with the marbles but the other person is the marble. Ah, um, right. meta. And they're trying sure. to
2: work against you.
0: If co-op
1: means that I can play as Kim Kitsuragi then hey we're onto something. That would be very <laughs> cool. Yeah.
0: But fellas um safe to say one of the top games of the year for both of you? Disco yes, Elysium it, being. In in
1: in so much as it was new, which I would argue that the <laughs> new content is uh, you know, changes the core cool product enough to count. Yeah. Uh, it was one of the games of the year. Absolutely.
2: I'd agree, yeah. I've had a great time with it. Thought it was a fantastic game. The, I think the only thing that would have maybe elevated it slightly for me was a bit more variation in the story towards the end. Like, I, I would have liked to have seen some more branches. Wait, like, more, more
0: like branches,
2: yeah, because I think it kind of sets you up thinking that that's how it's going to go down and it kind of doesn't really do that in so much as you think it might. It does to some degree, but um, it would have been yeah. cool to see a bit more of that. But yeah, a fantastic game. A lot of fun. I really, really enjoyed it.
0: Nice. And fellas, look, looking at what happened in that month. What, what fucking month will we be in? March. Jesus Christ, we had a long time to go. Um, <laughs> E3's 2021 live event is cancelled after much speculation as COVID continues to disrupt any industry plans going forward. It's kind of yep. it's been a bit mad. Like when Jeff Keeley does a big song and dance about like, hey, we're actually doing a live event for our game awards <laughs> that have just happened. And it's almost like, well yeah, but we're probably going back into lockdown. A lot of the world has gone back into lockdown. Yeah. It's
1: like fucking I up. mean was it Jack guy who was on stage at the game awards presenting an award? And then tweeted on his way back to Ireland, like, oh yeah, got
0: COVID. Got COVID.
1: Oh, Good. Shit. Thanks. <laughs> no
0: Christmas. Great. <laughs> fucking hell it's yeah. mad. Uh, but yeah, uh, E3 obviously will pop up a little bit later. But you know, fucking, it was a like looking back at it, I kind of think that this this year was like not much happened other than like some bullshit. But there was some cool shit that happened, fellas. Case in point xbox game studios completing the acquisition of ZeniMax media obviously we had known it was coming but it actually fucking happened it was confirmed because mm-hmm. you know it had to be go through i don't know fucking fcc checks or whatever fucking things they got going on um and it was confirmed that titles such as starfield would be exclusive to xbox and that they would honor pre-existing uh, playstation exclusives
2: that was yeah. what was weird at the time, because like, well, remember when we first heard about that, we were like, what do they do with the games that they've already said are coming out on other systems? Like, do they just say, nah, now nah, you're not getting them anymore. <laughs> and there was like a weird time when it, that seemed like an amazing get, but like quite a weird situation. Because I think we said it's even going to be the situation where Xbox are putting games out on the PlayStation as like exclusives that are going to be like, what? How does this work? But Yeah, man. Yeah, no. but-
0: If anything, this year has been the year of cross-pollination for all of those fucking platforms, as we'll find out. Yeah, true. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, you know, speaking of PlayStation, on the other side of things, they had their Play at Home initiative return. Essentially, they were like, fellas, COVID sucks, lockdown sucks, have some free games. And that was really nice of them. They offered 10 free games to players during various lockdowns around the world. And, you know, good guy PlayStation. Agreed, agreed. Yeah, and letting people
1: play free games is always a nice, nice touch. I think that Horizon Zero Dawn and Steel C at some point became free around yeah. that like time, which is like that's just a really nice thing to give
0: gamers at a difficult time. Gamers with a capital G, uh, yeah. But then you know, from good guy PlayStation to scumbag Steam, <laughs> because they decided to remove or ban and remove Super Seducer Three from their store after a kind of um let's say a, a an interesting lead up into that actual ban. They were concerned at the age authenticity of some of the quote unquote actresses in the game. Uh with the actual guy. What was the guy's name? Like Richard De La Runa. Yeah. Um De La Runa, yeah. De LaRuna.
2: Oh man, I forgot about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: and he had to. I don't even think it's the Laruna. I think it's just Laruna. And right. he had to kind of like give proof before apparently Steam would allow it to be on the on the store. But then they just said, "Nah, you can't do it." And then they banned it. And then yes. I, I I want to say that didn't Twitch ban it as well or
1: something. I think Twitch banned it after Steam banned it, but by that yeah. point. A load. Of, he this guy gave early access to streamers. Yes, um, yeah. and so they'd all kind of already played it. Um, it I'm looking like, at. It- I'm looking. So I'm looking at his Twitter feed now. He still has problems with his own personal Facebook page apparently, quote-unquote, Richard La goes against our community standards, which is a pretty (laughs) damning indictment of your place as a human being. (laughs) But he has also done the only logical thing that you can do in this situation, which is backed up hard into the kind of band element. He's now advertising it as Super Seducer Seducer 3 Band Edition, which you can pick up from Uh, superseducer.itch.io. Hashtag
0: not sponsored. Wow. Itch.io, huh? Okay. Interesting. Yes.
2: Uh, you know oh, that's, and, a, that's a weird one. That's almost like, I guarantee that all the women in it are underage. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like the band edition. The band <laughs> edition.
1: Yeah, that's a weird the one. The version too. Gabe Newell
2: won't let you see. It's a wow. strange kind of thing to lead into.
1: But.
0: I think if it was true, probably, you know, that the Steam band would be the least of his fucking worries. Probably have the FBI knocking down on his door, but whatever. True. Uh, man, strange times. None stranger than the rumours of the Switch Pro a model that was meant to be delivering 4K gaming using DLSS. Yeah. Which is like... Oh, my stupid camera. There we go, mate. It, it seems like Aww. Jonesy needs some DLSS in his fucking webcam because he's going all fucking blurry. Hey, there we go. Big That's time. good. Uh, but yeah, fellas, this was obviously before the Switch OLED was announced and uh, kind of the collective gaming sphere just went, ah. Because yeah. this, let's be honest, a Switch Pro, like the concept of it, sweet. 4K gaming in the handheld. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. And I think these rumors have been swirling around for a very long time. As have been mentioned before, we covered it when we are still at ATG as like Switch Pro, 4K, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I had my doubts then. I had my doubts when these rumors reemerged, emerged um, And I kind of technically still have my doubts. The DLSS does make sense to kind of... Push it through. But, but yeah. that's
1: why this story, for me, was one of the year's biggest head-scratchers, because I feel like when we're well and truly in the era of confirmed rumours, it's become somewhat easier to distinguish the bullshit from the
0: reality of the oh, situation. dude, when, it comes when to, multiple outlets confirm the same fucking thing, like, oh yeah, Switch Pro, we know for sure, it's that's Pro. the thing, like... Fucking from Eurogamer to fucking IGN to GameSpot. by like, like Bloomberg... Like Bloomberg yeah. not only
1: reported on this but also when Nintendo were like no that's not the case they doubled down on it and yeah. then when the Switch OLED was announced they doubled down on it again and were like yes Nintendo didn't do this but we promised this is still the case and there's a part of me call me like insane that believes them I genuinely believe that a DLSS powered 4K capable Switch Pro device was like thought up and planned and worked on in some capacity at some point uh, only to then get pipped at the post by a Switch OLED model, and we will see this Switch Pro model at another time. I genuinely believe that. You can call me yeah. crazy. No, I'm I'm with You're you. There. Crazy. I'm
0: with you. Yeah, maybe that you know. always, that's
1: it,
2: that's my I, tin for half. I've, I think I've think got to so? have one.
0: Jonesy, you don't think it's a, it's going to happen?
2: No, no. It, it obviously could happen. I think it was a bit of a weird one though because it, it. I won't say it got nasty, but it almost did. Like you, there was some because there were some people having their, uh, I guess their sources and their credibility question like the journalists like you say Bloomberg who were coming out obviously saying yeah this is happening and then when Nintendo said it's not they definitely felt like there was some animosity between the two of them. Yeah. Because um, I want to say did, wasn't it the Bloomberg guy that had uh, contacts through but, yeah. the screen manufacturing process and said oh no they're making the screens now like it's going through it's happening and it was yeah. weird. Right. Then, Cause then, cause then it was,
0: there there was meant to be 4K and OLED right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then there was
1: the weird situation where the Blo- when he was trying to double down the Bloomberg reporter said I've spoken to these many developers and they've all confirmed that they have been informed about this being built. And he name-dropped one of the developers. I can't remember who it was. And then they came out and were like, yeah, that's not true. We never said that. So it just, everything seemed to undermine, everything made it seem like the Bloomberg journalists were just lying. But I just don't believe that they were. I think it's so much easier for a major corporation who had broken NDA to be like, "Uh, yeah, we didn't break NDA. We never broke NDA. That's not us. We never said that. Yeah, totally. Totally than it is for think... a journalist to like, risk his job and reputation yeah. by chasing a lie yeah. that no one cares about.
0: Yeah, yeah. But like, if you consider Nintendo's side of things, I mean, they cancelled that fucking Legend of Zelda Netflix series because it got leaked. Yeah. And they're just like, well, fuck it. We're not doing it anymore. There's,
1: al- there's also the Metroid Prime stuff that came out this year where someone was like, Hang on a second, weren't we went to get like Metro Prime remasters and someone came out with like, yeah, they're done. They're finished. Nintendo <laughs> were just waiting to, for right. the right time to release them. They've just sat on it for like a year now. But those <laughs> See, have been real the whole time.
2: It's interesting that maybe if the 4K D- DLSS stuff was so far ahead of release schedule, like that knowledge came out and the OLED was already planned to come out and then there's a 4K Pro version coming out like ne- or being announced next year, That would kind of make sense that then if Nintendo are like, no, we don't want anyone to know about this because we want people to buy the OLED and then we want people to buy the Pro. Like, yeah, it still totally makes sense. 100% I
1: believe that could be a
2: possibility. uh, It was a a weird time though because the people that were saying it was real and then Nintendo saying, no, it's... yeah,
0: The infighting was fun. What you've got to remember is that same weird Japanese dude that was at Capcom that said like, hey, release release the lady's height went over to Nintendo (laughs) and (laughs) said... Cool. So, you've got a 4K OLED Switch. You don't need to give them 4K. Just give them an OLED. They'll fucking buy it. And then you yeah. know, Nintendo will and like And you're like, hang on oh, a second. Yeah. It's, it's we clean. promote
1: the release of Demetro Dread and Breath of the Wild 2 with a console that's the exact same level of power as our current console. People won't, won't buy it. Yeah, they will. Yeah, <laughs> they will. Sell it. Fucking will. Sell it and
0: find out. <laughs> oh, man. Ah. Speaking of finding our fellas we found out about uh outriders whether it was a good yeah. game or not Jamie played it about five times before it was, officially I was just gonna released say in like April
1: over, over a year after I'd originally flown to <laughs> Poland to play this thing people finally got their hands on it Jonesy bought it
2: I did I liked it I thought I I, I tried to play it uh on my own and I, I I would have much preferred it with like more people but I think because it wasn't that popular not not many people picked it up i know well, I, jamie you got it later on we we, we we
1: played the beta together and we had a good time yeah. but i never got i never bought the full release because i was too busy at the time and when i wasn't busy anymore it was a bit
0: yeah was, I, I am going to challenge you on that though jonesy because as i recall outriders when it launched it was relatively successful uh you know for a new ip of that ilk but i mean in
2: my circles like people no one was right playing. yeah so but, I, yeah. I didn't have anyone to jump on and play with. and then Because it's on Game Pass now, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, it since is. release, I think it, it had a a decent kind of like launch. And then I think mm. it fell off quite hard. Yeah. And then it came out on Game Pass, like you said. And I just don't know kind of where it's at <laughs> at the moment.
1: I downloaded it on Game Pass and had the exact same thing that Jonesy had on the PlayStation 5, which is that I didn't want to play it on my own anymore. I put like four hours into it. I was like, I'd like to play this with friends. No, 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 yeah. I was playing it. End of yeah. story.
0: Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, w- well, fellas, you know, if you weren't playing Outriders, maybe you were playing Oddworld Soulstorm. Yeah, I did play that as well. I did not. I didn't even start uh, it.
2: It was crap. <laughs> oh, that sounds harsh. No, it was. It was not great. It was. Uh, it, was what, not, it was Not uh, great. I'll think, It was the first Oddworld game that I'd played for like a long time, and I think all the trailer stuff for it. I was like, okay, I'm ready for another Oddworld game. You know, it's been like 20 years or whatever since I played one. And I tried to stick with it, but I just.
0: It but why? Was it genuinely bad, or was it more like they're they're being too faithful to like the original kind of concept, and just the world's moved on.
2: Yeah, yeah, I would say that's probably what it was. It was, it was the it was still it's still a two D side scrolling like with fake sort of three or two point five D ish stuff in some yeah. places, and it's very platformy and it's very much of what it used to be. It's it's a dated format, and I just, I just. Can be bothered with it, and I mean, it didn't even look amazing, I think, because I'm pretty sure it was free. I think it was on um,
1: it launched actually, on PlayStation Plus, PlayStation Plus, it? Yeah. Oh, so, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So it was, it was one of those where you're kind of like, hmm, this is interesting, so why have they launched it for free? And, and I, I played for a few hours and I was trying to like it, I was like, really trying <laughs> to like it. Um, that,
0: that's the worst when you, when you're like, you can kind of accept it, when like when you pay money for it, like we've spoken about this before. If you pay money for a game, you kind of you really try and give it the benefit of the doubt because you've sunk your money into it but even when the game is free and you're like I'm really fucking trying here fellas but you're not giving me much to work with yeah that's <laughs> when you know, it's just well. like super fucking disappointing uh Do
2: you know how you know it's bad is when like you literally stop playing a game and you immediately you immediately delete it like you don't even <laughs> give it time to breathe i literally was like do I want to leave this on my PlayStation? I'm like, no, because I'm not going to play it again. It's not great. It's that, not good. And I that
0: just hap- funny enough, jumping jumping forward a bit, that happened to me with the game that I was really looking forward to. Mm. Okay. Do you remember this? I'm not Jamie?
1: sure. I'm not I'm trying to think what it could be. Is it a game that we're gonna talk about later?
0: Yes, yeah. Interesting. I, I'll bring um, it up now. It okay, was yeah. it was Age of Empires Four. Oh, right, Uh, yeah. Well, that also took up a lot of space. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it did take up a lot of space. But yeah, it was one of those games. It's funny, it's like very similar to Oddworld Soulstorm where I was so ready for it, I really wanted it, I played it, I was like, this game is, okay, to be fair, maybe not the same as Oddworld, but I was like, this game is fucking good. It is fucking good. But it's maybe sticking too close to the original formula and I'm like, I don't want to play a slow-paced RTS in 2021. So I, I played a couple of skirmishes in, in a single playthrough, uh, did the tutorial, etc. like spent a decent chunk of it, maybe like five hours, and then I was like, yeah, I'm done, and I deleted it. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Well, that's how it goes. I'll tell you what a game that I didn't play, which uh, people liked, but again, might be following too similar a formula to its old namesake, which was New Pokemon Snap. Did any of you guys pick that up? negative no
1: i wasn't even a big enough fan of old pokemon snap i always kind of like i just looked at it as sort of an on-rails experience that didn't look particularly appealing and my feelings did not change in the uh 20 years of aging i did between the two releases
2: (laughs) this is this is a weird one for me so i did get this um i did get pokemon snap
0: you did well he's got kids of course he did yeah i got it for my son yeah for his birthday
2: uh so we and we spent a decent amount of time with that, like or he him playing and and occasionally like you know him saying, oh you have a go and sort of yeah, I had a bit of a go as well, um and I and I was like oh yeah it's it's great for a for a kid who likes Pokemon like he was loving it and he was you know he was saying oh that's this Pokemon that's that Pokemon and a new legendary or whatever pops out and he thinks that's really cool. I must admit I don't see how I find it like maybe it's like a, a chill out game but I I can't see. An adult like sitting down for hours on end playing that game, like unless you are insanely committed to the Pokemon franchise and you just want to experience Pokemon like yeah. all the goddamn time. But no, he he liked it. He thought it was cool. It was it's a very pretty game. Um, yeah, it was it was very much like Pokemon Snap. Like there's not <laughs> I guess it looks better. Like I didn't play the original, but um
0: Yeah. Well, the, the original it, but... was N sixty four, right? So
2: like Oh i have no idea. Like I, was, I, yeah. I knew that Right. Wow. Yeah. So this Jesus Christ look, look a lot better, <laughs> but there was a um, there was um, a lot more Pokemon around this year that he was more into actually. To be fair, than Snap. So he, I think he put it on the shelf. after Yeah. A while. So you see, he fell off quite quickly. Yeah. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well,
0: a- another game that a lot of people fell off quite quickly if they did take the dive into it was the PS5 exclusive Returnal from Housemark. Mark. Yes, one that
2: I really want to play. To be fair.
0: Yeah. Yes. One. Agreed.
1: And. I was going, to, yeah, I was going to say it's one that I did play because this was still very much in sort of like craving new PS5 software. <laughs> yeah, you know, right? It was, it was in that era. It was perfectly positioned. Hey,
0: hey, Jamie, we yeah. believe in generations.
1: All right, <laughs> and Joe, you know, I realised they were being serious about that when they charged me seventy pounds for a roguelike. <laughs> um But Returnal is actually very good, and it was one of my sleeper favourite games of the year. Would it factor into like a top 10 games of the year list for me? Potentially, depending on yeah. you know what kind of mood I woke up in that morning feeling. But do <laughs> you know what it was? And Chris, you'll relate to this. Yeah. Um, it was for me as someone that has notoriously steered clear of Soulsborne games. It was that sort of like, it was my version of that. This game is hard. Everyone's talking about how hard this game is, but I have to keep going. Partly yeah. because of that £70 price tag. And I did keep going and I did finish it. And I felt that wave of euphoria wash over me with each defeated boss. Um, that I imagine is what it's like playing a Soulsborne game, playing a From Software yeah. game. Yeah. Um, I was glad I glad I experienced it. Glad I put the time in. Also, I think I said at the time. I'll say it again now. Underrated uh, narrative elements and sort of like uh, what's a good way of putting it? Like um, sub- slightly more subversive storytelling uh, present throughout that I appreciated. Um, cool visual style. Job well done for Mark. Good cool to see uh, what they do next on that hardware.
0: Yeah, especially because they've been bought by uh, PlayStation Studios. Yeah, big budget coming up, hopefully. Returnal 2. Return to Returnal. Uh, re- re- the Returnal's re- Return. The Returnals. <laughs> um, starring Angelina Jolie. Yeah. Now, uh, obviously, we're not covering all the games that came out in these months, but just the notable ones, right? Now... A game that might not necessarily be notable on the surface of it that came out uh, in the month of April was MLB The Show 21, baseball, right? Uh, traditionally, a kind of like a, a Sony staple, as it were. Yeah. Now, the, the interesting thing about this is it's a game published by Sony. You've got to imagine, like, Japanese people, they're really into their baseball, that's maybe why kind of Sony are so like into it. You know, I'm, I'm stereotyping here. Sure. But, but they do like it. Yeah, they, they fucking love it. But what is interesting is that this game, a game published by Sony launched <laughs> on Xbox game pass at, at launch, not like, Hey, six months down the line, etc. So you've got, you've got PlayStation games releasing on PC, like let's say a year after the fact, yeah. but now you've got MLB the Show releasing on Xbox Game Pass at launch.
1: Yes. Absolutely like a really bizarre situation and it kind of backs up the point you made earlier Chris like the fluidity and the intermingling of game studios and first and third party stuff this year was kind of unprecedented uh, but mostly net positive for gamers right so yeah.
0: it's yeah. it's basically like a life before AIDS. Just, you could fuck whoever you wanted, anal or otherwise. Just fuck her fuck out. You basically just walk with
1: your cock out, really. Yeah. I think most did. That's my understanding of the 80s. <laughs> and the
2: MLB swung their cock about, and that's how they managed to get this to happen. Hell yeah. True.
0: But the, the, the weirdness in terms of all this cross-pollination gets even weirder. And there was another confirmed rumour that came <laughs> out suggesting that Hideo Kojima's next game could be coming to Xbox, potentially even as an Xbox exclusive which kind of made us scratch our fucking heads because obviously Kojima Productions is being bankrolled by PlayStation. But then again, it seems that they don't have assigned exclusivity. Or maybe they do because, hey, it hasn't gone any further than just that initial fucking rumor that we heard.
1: Yeah. Kind of one that we're going to have to wait and see how it plays out, right? Like, Sony definitely heavily invested in Death Stranding and there was mixed reports over how happy they were with the end product and the impact it had on the market if phil spencer phil spencer wants to swing in there and say hey come on over to our side kojima then i'm more than happy that's like that's an e3 pop moment that i want is like if we have an e3
0: in person next year kojima on the microsoft stage yeah you, you know what's going to happen uh-huh. is uh phil spencer's gonna come on stage wearing a t-shirt and a blazer you know and it's got like because cause he changes his t-shirt throughout the show right where he's like introduces all the different trailers whatever and he'll come out at the very end was like one more, one last thing kind of thing. Yes. But his blazer's all like buttoned up, and you're like, oh shit, he's going to be wearing a Kojima Productions uh, uh, t-shirt. going okay. Gonna ha- yeah. All right. But what's going to happen is he's going to open up the blazer, and just like fucking Total Recall, out of his chest is going to be Hideo Kojima.
3: Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. I'm like, what's it's like a, a growth within him.
2: Quaid <laughs> <A> Total Recall.
1: <laughs> yes, that's the name of the film. That that's you literally what I just said. Jonesy, thanks for paying
0: sorry. attention, fella. I missed
3: it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, dude. That's funny.
0: <laughs> I could believe it. Uh, you know it's after midnight when, when this happens.
2: <laughs> it is after midnight.
0: Yeah. I, um, I
1: also like the idea of, like, Phil Spencer saying, oh, Mr. Kojima, like, you look like you've been on your feet all day, like... Let's get you. Let's get you a seat. Claps his hands. Jeff Keighley comes out and just like leather and chains gets on his hands (laughs) and knees, and Kojima sits on him
0: in his shiny boots. (laughs) Mister Kojima, are you here?
2: (laughs) That's the one. um, Did you? Was it? Was it last week? I think it was. um, People. There's a lot of news reports about the fact that Sony have patented the um, Death Stranding uh, mechanic, like the 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 path building, path laying mechanic. Yes. Oh right, right, yeah. Um, lots of people can build together so that makes that which is an interesting story knowing that obviously there were confirmed rumors about Hideo speaking to Xbox because if um you've got to wonder like if that if he likes the idea of strand games and build it you know and, and that sort of thing if Sony have, ter- have been able to patent something like that then it kind of scuppers his Xbox plan yeah and that's what he, that, that's maybe actually, that's why they did it it's yeah. an
0: interesting point yeah maybe it's like yeah you could do that you just can't make any game that you've ever done before <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like fucking between Konami and. PlayStation, fucking hell. Um, yeah. And uh, fellas, it was also the month that gave us the Mortal Kombat movie, a, a reboot, if anything. And uh, by all accounts, it actually wasn't bad. Not great. Still haven't seen it. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I've got terrible. it downloaded on my DVR, but.
1: It's fine. It's fine. They did weird stuff. They created a character to insert in there as a protagonist, and we didn't need him at all. But, like, there were some <laughs> good fight moments.
0: Yeah. Did 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 Scorpion versus uh, Sub Zero fight? Like was it was it hype? Was it justified?
1: Yes, that that's with a that spoiler alert. That's the big you know final fight, and it, it it's mostly pulled off.
3: Nice,
0: nice. Well, get over here. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> uh, you could say that Mortal Kombat was a blockbuster for gaming aficionados, and Sony's focus on blockbusters. Began to create a little bit of unrest within its first party studios. Terrible segues. It, it's, it's late. I'm tired. You need to forgive me. Okay. But Sony Bend found themselves at the center of a controversy which revealed the existence of The Last of Us remake. That's The Last of Us Part 1 remake.
3: Hmm.
0: After Last of Us Part 1 remaster, <laughs> which came after Last of Us Part 1. What are we fucking doing with our lives? <laughs> uh, and also the kind of like the reveal that Days Gone Two ha- was cancelled or not even fucking took off the ground. Uh, basically, Ben Studios had an idea for Days Gone Two. They pitched it, and Sony were like, mm, "Nah, yeah, we're, we're good, we're good." Metacritic
1: score wasn't high enough. Sorry.
0: Yeah, we're just we're just gonna fold you into helping out with the Last of Us remake, yeah. which is still fucking. Okay. Yeah, we didn't hear from Naughty
1: Dog all year, if I'm not mistaken. Pretty much, yeah. Which is, yeah, surprising. Apart from the remasters of the Uncharted games, which are coming out soon-ish.
0: So that's yeah, but count. they didn't really make a big song and dance of it, did they? Not at all, not at all. Yeah, man.
2: This year they've been mainly focused on uh, pictures from the set of Uncharted. So. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly, yeah. <laughs> Literally. Ah, <laughs> uh, Fellas, and, and rounding off that month was... Uh... <laughs> I I can't help but laugh because it's like this must have been the worst year for Blizzard, uh, Activision Blizzard in 2021. Because Jeff Kaplan, a a stalwart at Blizzard, left uh, prior to any kind of Overwatch 2, you know, leaving leaving the title without a Commander-in-Chief, without a a game director. Mm. Obviously, he was an OG kind of face at Blizzard, and he was the face of Overwatch. He always used to go there in his fucking little nerdy fucking front of the green screen giving his game development updates on a game that was slowly dying a horrid death. And then he had to be kind of carted out to kind of like say, hey, Overwatch 2 is a thing when everyone was like, why do we need an Overwatch 2? Just update the fucking game, you holes. But anyway, he left. And there may have been a reason why he left coming up a little bit later. Hmm. Fellas, Overwatch 2. We're going to be probably hearing some interesting news uh, at the start of next year about overwatch 2 so keep your ears peeled it's been cancelled <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> no it's pro- potentially some good news um but that brings us to may i'm sorry I'm no start... chris that was the good news for games oh, it's been cancelled uh, <laughs> yeah um I'm, I'm gonna pick up the pace here a bit, fellas but in may we got resident evil village mass effect legendary edition subnautica below zero knockout city and biomutant by all by all stretches of the imagination, a pretty fucking good month, right?
1: Yeah, I'd say so. Solid month. I really liked playing those Mass Effect games again. It ended up being some of my favorite experiences of the year. Yeah.
2: I think it was, uh, it's got to be Resident Evil Village that stole it, though, isn't it? Like that was that smashed it up. Yeah. Did you play that, ge- Jamie? Did you play that the month that it came out?
1: So It's on the Christmas list. So um, oh, right. I may be able to uh, feedback on it in the coming weeks, but. I was too scared was so- of shake myself. Plus also, <laughs> we kind of, I don't know if it was official, but we sort of like uh, effectively lo- uh, soft-locked it for ourselves on the we basis that bit. we might play it together.
0: Yeah. Um, we did a bit, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think the idea was to kind of like try and do some streams or content around it around Halloween. Obviously, that never transpired, but there you Unfortunately, go. yeah. I remember, I, I know Mass Effect, I was
2: surprised how much that sort of took your time, Jamie. I think you were surprised as well by how into that. that I mean, I
0: I
1: played all three of them in full yeah. and I got the Platinums on two and three. I could not have predicted the extent to which I was swept up with Mass Effect hysteria this year. <laughs> Fair play.
0: It's funny, isn't it? Like a good game with good narratives will always be good games with good narratives. Yeah. yeah. A good idea
1: is a good idea forever, as in the wise words of David Brent. <laughs> uh,
2: do you want to know something damning? Yeah. Um, of the uh, the games in that month, they all sound pretty good. The only one I played was Knockout City.
0: <laughs> wow, uh, I got I mean, one better for you. I didn't play any of those. I don't know <laughs> how much you're missing
1: out. We'll we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll get some Resident Evil Village content at some point, and that's a lot, I think.
0: We got we got to yes. figure out a way to stream it. You get it. You get it for your present. You stream it on full fat Jamie. <laughs> yeah, my first stream in eighteen months. It's just like welcome back. <laughs> hey, I. To- I- <laughs> We need uh, reasons to resub, right? Um, but yeah, it, it, like a, a decent month in terms of game releases, but not not such a big month in terms of like news items. Uh, mm. Neil Druckmann was there to confirm that there was a story outline for The Last of Us Part 3, which was not saying much. Like, what, what does that fucking mean? Especially as we know the iteration that these kind of things go through, where you could say there's a story outline, but that story outline could be, out in the trash in the next month who knows um, totally. and sony surprise surprise officially warns consumers that ps5s may be scarce for years as the global shortage of semiconductor chips continues to hit video game hardware no fucking shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> yeah still ongoing still brutal yeah, yeah. Uh, i want to, all of us now are uh, quite happy in the fact that we're all playstation 5 owners aren't we we're all gender. up
0: yeah we are all gender. Yeah transgendered if you know well yeah i, mean, I, I still I, have a ps4 and a ps5 That's like so you so you're uh
1: hermaphrodite is that what you're trying I, to I'm say i'm
0: representing both yes okay uh, gotcha
1: flying both flags love it
0: yeah now june fellas was also quite a big big month and jamie this is this is something that you kind of teased that before but chivalry 2 yeah. came out and i could not have been happier i played the shit out of that game in the month of june and never again Yes, which
1: is why I couldn't be happier that I didn't play the shit out of Chivalry <laughs> Two in June because it was on, it cost like forty quid and I was like I'm going to play that game twice and then these two clowns are never going to be online again. And
2: I'm to think, that, so I I played it a lot in June and then a bit in July and then yeah, nothing since nothing since. July. And
1: do you know what? You you talking us through your Chivalry Two misadventures, Z, has reminded me of a game that Chris was trying to reference earlier. Of the time I did fall for the fucking trap of people pretending we're gonna play something and we never fucking play it.
2: We did play it a couple of times.
0: We did play it a couple of
2: times. Yeah, we you, can, played we it,
0: can... you played it in the month that you bought it. Like, that's how it works.
2: And we'll play it some more. <sighs> Great.
0: Yeah, right. As soon as we play some more Chivalry 2. Um, mm. But a couple of other notable things Final Fantasy 7 Remake Integrate, which was the kind of like their naming for the PS5 next gen upgrade. Of and Final who's that
1: character? Yiffi Yuffy?
0: who's that I think they I think they say yufi I've always known her as Yaffy. But yeah. Yuffy. There was a little bit of a, a DLC chapter, as it were. Um fellas, a uh, potential game of the year alert, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart was also released.
2: Bloody fantastic,
0: absolutely gorgeous looking game. Really
2: love that. So that was one of the, my first sort of games of the year that um of this year that kind of almost like like blew me away a little bit by how cool it was and how fun it was to play and how good it looked and everything like it wasn't game of the year like that but I mean it was one that I was like wow shit this game is is agreed now that
0: I've got a PS5 fellas maybe I can jump in jump jump in in it it.
3: (laughs) yeah
1: I, I would definitely recommend doing so I agree with Jonesy wholeheartedly
0: yeah so fair to say June something for everyone in terms of games that came out because we also got Chicory A Colourful Tale which is by all accounts, some people's game of the year. I haven't played it, neither of you guys. Guilty Gear Strive, Mario Golf Super Rush, which I don't think anyone actually cares about, and Scarlet Nexus all came out. So a little bit of something for everyone. But what wasn't for everyone, fellas, was the basically the start of the tumble of the dominoes, which was <laughs> news that God of War Ragnarok would join a long list of games that got delayed, including Horizon Forbidden West, Dying Light 2, Hogwarts Legacy, Gotham Knights, and so much more. Throughout the years, it was falling over like flies, dominoes, as I mentioned.
2: But it was also the least surprising thing ever, right? Like, so it was—it's surprising that they thought they could get these games out in 2021 anyway. In a lot of these cases, yeah. And like, given everything that was going True. on, and I think I think we'd actually even speculated before that a lot of these games would get bumped. Yeah. Um, um, not quite sure when they were going to get bumped too, but you know um
1: IGN had a great feature where they tracked every game delay of 2021, and the uh, final running tally, uh, presuming we don't get another delay in the next week, was 59 games. So more than wow. a game a week in terms of things Jesus getting
0: delayed. Yeah, and I guess in terms of like the God of War delay, at that point we hadn't seen any kind of like gameplay trailer. It was only so far the um, the logo reveal, which yes. we were quite, which was the the year prior, which Correct. we were we were quite surprised that they actually tacked on, even if it was a ballpark kind of thing, a date to it.
1: Right, and I don't know if you remember, but this delay was strange because it actually came out in an interview with Herman Hulst where he basically said, oh yeah, (laughs) Yeah. God of War, which we're looking forward to releasing next year, and Horizon, which we're hopeful will come out this year. (laughs) And it turns out, like, not only was he right about God of War, definitely didn't come out in 2021, but neither did Horizon in the end. They couldn't make that Christmas window.
0: And you're right, I remember that because that was weird because the next day the Santa Monica Studios put out an official word like, Oh yeah, yeah, got a war, Ragnarok, uh, yeah. it's delayed. Yeah. 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 Totally gonna tell you guys. <laughs> Still doesn't have a fucking release date. Mental.
2: Yeah, I you know. <laughs> Um, the one i'll be most impressed by even with the delay if dying light 2 comes out in any capacity the way that they sort of originally sort of promised and touted that game i'll still be amazed if it makes it into.
0: I, I, re- I reckon it's a lot <sighs> I, I i think you're safe on that one
1: i think it's coming out but i'm, I'm with jonesy in terms of what does it look like relative yeah. to what jonesy saw in oh was right, it, game, yeah, yeah. like two thousand two, Games game, gamescom 2018 <laughs> you're walking around with that uh, string bag
2: yeah, long time ago it seems now, and then they would they were saying, "Oh, it's a world that you get to completely change, and you you know your actions will have long lasting consequences." And you just kept seeing the same water tower again and again. What happens if you drink water? What happens if you don't drink water? What happens if you don't want other people to drink water? <laughs> You're like, this game's not going to be like the game that you said it was going to be back in 2018.
0: What, what's um, happened, Jonesy, is they've pivoted and it's now a water management sim.
2: Oh, <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. It's it's. Do you know what they're they're really leaning into now, like just dying light stuff. It's all now about parkour and running around, and like yeah. it being a cool environment. They've they've not quite said as much about the uh, you know world altering decisions you'll be making going forward. Yeah. So um, yeah. I'm thinking they're they're sort of trying to pivot. That's the word, isn't it? <laughs> they're yeah, pivoting pivot. pretty hard.
1: Yeah. it Didn't help that their lead rider was lead writer was one of the uh, Me Too cancellations this <laughs> no, year, no. and he yeah, very Jesus. quietly drifted into the ether.
2: Yeah. Maybe it did help. Maybe, it, maybe that was one of the problems they had with the game was like, it's nearly impossible to make that game as everyone keeps finding out. Yeah. You know, like with all these changing storylines and changing world and they're like, thank God he's gone. Yeah. yeah.
1: Same right. with fucking, what was it? Vampire the Masquerade 2 Bloodlines, which will probably never come out now. It's kind of like, oh,
2: yeah, about that.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, scrap that. Back to the drawing board. Ah, fucking hell. Well, fellas, of course, in the month of June... It's always a good time because that's kind of like the, the E3 month. Okay. Now, the, the, the official E3 event we, kn- we know had been canceled, canned. But what came up in this way was the E3 all digital event, which did take place. But before that took place, our good old friend, Jeff Keighley, with the shiny, shiny shoes, shiny, picked off shiny. the Summer Games Fest, which is his way of ba- basically parasitically attaching to E3. Just waiting in the wings to kind of overtake E three, and I think he's 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 getting very close to it, mm. uh, especially if the big marquee event at the Summer Games Fest is to be believed. Because we finally got fucking some sweet sweet Elden Ring trailer edge.
1: That a word? Oh yeah,
0: trailer edge. I think that trailer- was trailer Rooney, trailer roonies I think that was a really big fucking moment for a lot of kind of Dark Souls fans. It, like it was a. It was a boiler trailer and we'd heard so little about it and we didn't think at all that it would have come out at Keeley's Summer Game Fest. So that's yeah. pretty fucking good. It did come out with a little bit of a punchy release date. Remember, it was in June and they said it's coming out in January 21st. But we now know that that's been delayed, but it's only been delayed by a month and a couple of days to February 25th. So fair enough. Hopefully there won't be another delay. <laughs> but there you, you never know. Anything is possible. Uh, but then obviously, you know, following on from the Summer Games Fest, we did get the all-digital E3, which was, well, is to be fair, a bit of a mixed bag. Like, <clears throat> excuse me, we did theorize that maybe E3's time, time's up, time's up, it's been cancelled. <laughs> but not, not in that way, It's just kind of like seems less and less a attractive prospect for uh, developers and publishers. I mean, Sony weren't there, EA wasn't there, they're doing their own things. I mean, to be fair, EA has historically been doing their own things, but some people were there. Microsoft went all in, Ubisoft tried to go all in, didn't really kind of pan out. Um, and hey, Nintendo were there with their fucking treehouse, but we got to see some Starfield, we got to see some Redfall, which was Arkane's kind of co-op thing. And mm. guess what, fellas? Again, we got some Breath of the Wild too. So another big fucking trailer that people were kind of very pleasantly surprised.
1: Yeah, it was, I think a mixed bag is a good way of describing E3. Like I remember when we did our post E3 podcast, we were talking about if we had a game of the show and my game of the show was Forza Horizon 5, I remember. And my feelings on Forza Horizon 5 as a game of the show are similar to my feelings on it as a game of the year, which is kind of like, oh, cool, yeah. But of course, like there was never much risk of it not delivering on what it promised. I'm just a little bit disappointed that nothing surprised me to usurp it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, it would have been nice mean. to have been wowed. And, like, Starfield looks promising, but we need to see more Breath of the Wild very much in the same same boat. Like, it was another cinematic trailer that yeah. didn't give away too much more. Um,
0: yeah. And but, if, yeah, if, yeah. if I recall, it was even like, uh, AG came on and he was like, oh, you want to hear more stuff about Breath of the Wild? Uh, uh, uh Here's a trailer, you fucking trash bags.
1: Dikembe m Matumbo, what's his name? <laughs> I don't no, know. no, not in reference not tracking, never mind. A f- football reference? Uh I th- believe it's actually a basketball reference. Wow. Believe I'm, it or not, that's how cultured I am. Well in touch with
0: go. our American brethren. I like it. Now, fellas, one of my favorite things of the year that came out in, in June was the, um, the conspiracy theories that began to emerge around Blue Box Games and Abandoned and the studio lead Hassan Karaman and is it Hideo Kojima, is it Silent Hill?
2: <sighs> this just is a- shocking that this started in June and it's still, do you know what? It's just died in like the last month, I'd say. This is shocking that it's been around for It's going so to kick
0: off again, buddy, as soon oh, as that uh, abandoned interactive experience comes out again. Yeah, because the last one was so good.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm looking at I'm looking back at our actual videos, our podcasts, and our thumbnails, and yeah, like we had we had the 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 uh, the truth behind those Hideo Kojima rumors <laughs> oh, that yeah. was uh, in June, and then as late as the very end of July, uh, we had. I'm not saying it's Kojima, but it is Kojima. So like full, it was the whole summer we were talking about this thing.
0: Yeah. Uh, it, it's a great time. I, I love the fucking speculation and I love, I love the discourse that we can get into because obviously we all have different perspectives and while a lot of the time we kind of fall on the yes, no fence sitting kind of ring, I think with this one, there's was a, a little bit of, it's a little bit more clearly defined and yeah, I, I had a good time chatting about it regardless of whatever the fucking outcome will eventually turn out to be I will say though Chris, that I did Chris didn't is make... still
2: waiting for the um, Iron Man Robert Downey Jr thing where he stands at a, where Kojima stands at a podium and goes the truth is I am Hassan Karaman." <laughs> yeah exactly so he
0: takes a part of a burger uh but I will say that I did pay Jamie 5 pounds with our bet where I said it's definitely fucking Kojima and uh you know happy to give you that money because that was 5 pounds well spent and I I can say that I may still be getting that 5 pounds back plus interest so Never well, known. Hang on, inter- we never discussed interest. <laughs> well, I get I get my five pounds back, and then I get five. How about the as deal?
1: interest? I walk up to a house with a box of oranges, and then invert the box and drop all the oranges on the floor.
0: Well, what is because the
1: invert because the inversion of of orange Chris is blue, and the oranges were in a box which is blue, blue the <laughs> the blue
0: box. Yeah, but Jamie, if you take Hassan Karaman and put it in Google, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. <my. laughs>
0: Five pounds is be fair, the Arabic
1: I had so Santa much Hill.
2: fun. I had so much fun with all that stuff. I'm not even going to complain. It was great. Like I agree. I agree. It was one of those where you could have been like some really cool, dull, you know, uh, podcasts that we did a few times. And then we had these amazing stories to talk about. Yeah.
0: It, it definitely gave us fuel for the podcast fire. But this is what I like. I like going into these rabbit holes. And I know Jonesy likes like going into the rabbit holes as well. And it's nice when the two rabbit hole tips like touch. Yeah. And then it's yeah. just a tunnel.
2: <laughs> it is a tunnel.
0: I, I guess yep. so. Yeah. Tips tunnel. <laughs> All right, fellas. Uh, July, kind of a bit of a mixed bag. We've got, obviously, F1 2021, which is you know pretty good. Jamie, you've been uh, playing that with Steph almost weekly, right? I'm, I'm sure you've wrapped up now. but
1: Yeah, shout out to the uh, Steph and the Techno OVO gang for running a weekly F1 2021 uh, league, basically. Yeah, it's good yeah. fun.
0: You wrapped it up? Where Where, where did you... Where wrapped up,
1: I, I finished second in the championship. Oh. Yes, wow. although under the, controversial the Lewis circumstances. The of, of your era. Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, actually, brutal. kind of the reverse, which is I, I cemented second place by winning the, um, the final, final Grand Prix.
0: Oh, wow, okay. Decent. Nice. Uh, yeah. We also saw uh, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD, which I know we all kind of picked up and enjoyed thoroughly, so we're going move on. We're not going to need to talk about that anymore. Don't even ask us. Uh, death's Door was a game that came out that uh, I think at least Jamie I know you and I are quite interested in Jonesy how did you come down on Death's Door
2: I'm always at Death's Door mate
0: <laughs> he's knocking on it right now look at <laughs> his face it, it kind of looks like it. yeah I don't know what's fucking gotten into you Jonesy you usually got more energy than this it's
2: late <laughs> it's, it's late and I've got young kids you always like getting up at 6 in the morning
0: what's happened what, what are, are we are we in fucking Tenet and it's been inverted where I'm okay to kind of go for a, longer length this time around and you guys are like no man i'm all good super low energy
2: i'm happy to be here <laughs> that is the least raring. convincing
1: thing that you've said on podcast
2: <laughs> raring to go i'm happy to be here i'm uh, happy to be i'm happy to be here
0: well there's more games pokemon unite i'm sure we've all played it and the ascent which i do know that you guys have played and we even tried to do uh play it the ascent all. was
2: cool yeah I guys managed I to play. It.
0: I tried to play with you guys and I had some kind of bug where I couldn't even fucking start the game in a party so I gave up on it.
2: Although the Ascent was another one where like we've said it was I picked it up, played it for you know like a few days on the trot and was like, "Oh yeah, what a great game." And then never touched it again. Like, it was yeah. like "Oh yeah, that's like
1: gone." Proper Game Pass fodder. Like solid mm. game but like <laughs> it's Game Pass fodder. I'll be yeah. real with you.
0: Yeah. Which is a a thing now, which is interesting. Yeah. Um but Fellas, the, the the biggest kind of thing for July uh, in terms of the gaming industry as a whole, because it's, it's pretty pretty fucking momentous, was the bombshell report that Activision Blizzard were being sued by the state of California over its history of toxicity and uh, a frat boy behavior. This was like opening of the floodgates of fucking letting Blofeld into into Activision Blizzard's world to be the author of all their pain.
2: Yeah we, it we just kept we, coming yeah. as well didn't it
0: oh, oh someone kept coming and i think that was part of the problem
1: oh that was you're talking about what happened inside the cosby suite yeah i was talking about the rape yeah was, uh, fucking hell this <laughs> this was one of those ones i think at the time we talked about like wading into the swamp like sometimes we you know we make tactical decisions or like we make decisions based on what's best for us and what's best for the podcast and subsequently our audience based on you know the where the the nature of these stories and how charged they are and what they're charged by but this was such a big deal that rumbled on for so long that inevitably it became the certain times the focus of multiple episodes of the podcast this year because you just couldn't turn a blind eye it was um, shocking and um, I'm glad the swamp is slowly being drained hopefully Um, just got the big BK to take down
0: (laughs) the big BK I like it Burger
1: King yeah yeah, Burger King, the uh, the biggest problem that Activision Blizzard face right now,
0: Burger King. Yeah. Well, look, I know I'm kind of like making light of the situation, and I guess that's kind of the luxury of hindsight. But, yeah, as Jamie said... When <laughs> luxury of being a white man. Hell yeah, baby. Living like a king. No, the, when it first came out, obviously, we were a lot more sensitive to it, and it doesn't mean that anything that has happened and anything that people kind of experienced there has been lessened just because... We're kind of making light of it, but, you know, people's lives were ruined uh, by some, you know, to use their terminology, bad actors, which I never kind of understood that kind of way of talking. But, yeah, it, obviously things needed to change. Things are changing, probably too slow. And I, I think I'd like to throw out there that the Super Show are um, supporters of a better ABK. Better ABK. Yeah, isn't that like their hashtag that they use? ABK oh, being Activision, Activision Blizzard,
1: Blizzard King. Oh, I see. I thought we were doing Bobby Kotick again on BK. I was <laughs> like, be, what does be, the A BK. stand for? A is, it like, Bobby am, is it like anti-Bobby Kotick? I mean, yeah, maybe. I
0: uh, but yeah, we, 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 I, I'm speaking for you guys. I do not fucking get Yes, it, no, it, We, I, yeah, we stand in solidarity with Activision Blizzard and all the victims and you know, hope that
2: uh, those at the top will topple. You know, the one that I think one of the sort of interesting things about that story was and was good for the the employees of Activision Blizzard is it it was almost like they the high ups kept trying to obviously sort of handle it and put a bit of a stopper in the situation. But it kept. But every time they tried to do that, something else would come out and someone would keep it going and they'd manage to say, no, you can't, like, shut us up, you bastards. Ah, You've you've been like like, screwing us over like all this time. And they, they seem to have kept the momentum and a lot of people got on their side and then. Now I think the latest thing is the union. They're talking about unionizing, and they've been told not to unionize, and it's a bad idea. Sounds like yeah. it might be a good idea for Activision Blizzard employees. So um, Jesus,
0: it, yeah. it might sound like a good idea for Activision Blizzard to just fucking shut their mouths and just not. They to, keep getting it wrong, don't they? They ah, keep putting dude, their foot in it. They
2: definitely it, it, do. It's
0: honestly like Jamie. You mentioned it earlier about like some, some jokes with Ricky Gervais and and kind of like David Brent. Like the. the this is the most David Brent thing of like trying to fix something, but doing it in exactly the wrong way. And it's just like, Oh yeah. dude, I don't know. It's like a- anyone looking at it from the outside. is like, you don't say the things that you're saying. You don't, you don't like, you know, get rid of JL and Brack and, and replace them with like a co-leadership where the woman is getting paid less than the male co-leadership. And then only their, Chris,
2: you do if you want to sign a TV series based around the events of it and that you need some more fodder. I see. This is uh, uh,
0: multiple seasons. I see. This is all setting up for Moneyball 2, the revenge of Bobby Kay.
1: That Kotick's
0: revenge. (laughs) I get it. Jesus. Well, you know what, fellas? We we had the, the sour. We needed some sweet because Nintendo announced the Nintendo Switch OLED with no pro variant or 4K graphics, or DLSS, anywhere to be seen. And like I mentioned earlier, there was a collective...
1: uh... Weird. I still don't really get it, I'll be honest. I hope people are enjoying
0: their OLED screens, but it just seems pointless. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Nintendo needs to keep that money train going somehow. Money ball, baby. Uh, Valve, at the same time, announced the Steam Deck, well, I said at the same time, in the same month. Uh, It is kind of mad to me that, like, Nintendo announced the Switch OLED, a handheld device, and then Valve were like, "Yeah, Steam Deck's like fucking PC in, in your palm."
1: Yeah, bizarre. Um, in fact, again, looking at our podcast coverage of the two topics, those episodes were back to back. Oh wow!
2: Were we even doing a comparison? I think we were even doing a breakdown of like Steam Deck versus the OLED and sort of saying, Inver- "Yeah, oh, yeah." I don't
0: believe I, it. I think you're right because we're talking about like pricing, right? Like, yeah, the, yeah, the entry level Steam Deck was quite. It's quite punchy with mm, its price mm. quite aggressive. The, the
1: uh, yeah I was gonna say the steam the Steam Deck stuff also leaked
0: quite early. Do you remember when we were calling it the Steam Pal for a while? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, steam yeah.
2: pal, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Steam pal. I still think that's a better name because Steam Deck just sounds like a steaming pile of yeah, yeah. anyway. It's also um,
2: too close to Stream Deck. Like it's too you yeah. Know, it's and also
1: with an Australian accent, deck sounds like Dick. <laughs>
2: steam Deck. There you go.
1: Steam there deck. you go. So uh Steam Dick. Someone, someone shit. Do you want to have a little gun on steam dick? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: yes, the answer, fits, the answer is always right, yes.
2: Fits right in your hands.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Go Jesus. ahead and push those buttons, boy. Uh,
0: the interesting thing was that they had slated it for a December release. Uh, it, you know, it got pushed to February 2022 because of, quote, unquote, supply chain issues. Well, uh, like, what but,
2: year don't you want to launch new hardware that's going to require a shortage of components? 2021 but yeah uh, exactly hindsight is 2020 so
0: like Gabe was on his fucking super yacht on the coast of fucking New Zealand thinking to himself well I can't get my hands on a PlayStation even though I own like fucking one of the biggest (laughs) uh, game distribution platforms but I'll tell you what we can definitely deliver Steam decks by Christmas a bit of wishful thinking but Jamie you would you pre-ordered one you could you could at this stage if they'd kept their word be holding onto a Steam Deck of your very own.
1: It's true. It's true. As someone who literally dusted off a Nintendo Switch a few hours ago as I prepared to uh, travel uh, for the sake of the festive season, mm. I would much rather be packing a Steam Deck in my bag than a Nintendo Switch. But oh, fuck yeah.
0: You know what? You make do with what you got. This is true. This is true. Uh, <laughs> speaking of making do with what you get, Ubisoft they announced a 6v6 free-to-play FPS title called X-Defiant, which uh, by all means could have been something that we could have been quite into, right? Like that fast-paced firefight. But they kind of fucked it because it wasn't only a fast-paced firefight game, (laughs) fellas. Uh, By their own admission, it's a fast-paced firefight meets punk rock mosh pit. And things got fucking weird. Fellas, it was a Tom Clancy game, X Defiant. They announced this shit. They were like Tom Clancy. It was very <laughs> punk rock mosh pit. It looked kind of trash. They resurrected third echelon to kind of go into it, and I was not happy. And I don't think the internet was happy either. And funnily enough, fellas, we haven't heard anything about X Defiant since.
1: That we have not. And do you know what? The funny thing is that, that like a fast paced firefight meets punk rock mosh pit. Would have been far more or satisfactory had the fast paced firefight side of that double whammy <laughs> you know been satisfied you look at the footage they put out it looked chunky it looked slow there wasn't a, the fluidity you wanted from a fast paced FPS game the only thing it really had going for it was tacking on the Tom Clancy name and yeah. using that as a reason to create different factions with different abilities but otherwise it didn't really appeal it was a, yeah. it looked like a non-starter out the gate
2: yeah I, I think um it's just another example of you know like the french trying to prove that they're cool and sexy in every <laughs> sphere but french. not 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 when it comes to uh uh computer games and uh it was it was hilarious because i remember when we watched that reveal trailer and we all laughed and said what the absolute fuck do Ubisoft think they're doing and then of course it just made us all reminisce about all the other stupid decisions ubisoft have made in the last <sighs> couple of years God. the way that they you know, oh, anyone, anyone remember the uh, the game where you could fight the um, the BLM? <laughs> you could bring them down. Oh the Jesus side. God,
0: yeah. Which was also a top Fancy game, yeah. game. Wait a minute, did yeah. that fucking did Hyperscape
1: come out in 2021? Oh, don't, was no. that 2020? I, that feels like uh, a 2020 to me. Yeah. Oh uh, well, yeah, well, yeah, It was well and truly. Lo- it was last year. But again, like fucking yeah. bizarre misfire. Is,
0: but it wouldn't be the the last time that Ubisoft had a misfire <laughs> in 2021. We'll get to it. Um, Man, fucking hell, but yeah, EA Play also took place that month and it was headlined by the next gen remake of Dead Space. There was some Battlefield stuff in there as well, back in the time when people were still hyped for Battlefield because it wasn't a broken, buggy mess. Uh, but yeah, Dead Space is the thing and it's still got a punchy kind of like release date of next year. Let's see if they stick to it, right? <laughs> Looking right. forward to it, Hopefully yeah, big time it comes
2: out and it's absolutely
0: amazing, but we'll makes perfect build, sense, we'll, we'll right? See.
1: A game all about dark corridors being
0: nicely lit coming out on a next gen console. Perfect. (laughs) Yeah, a couple of uh, ambient lighting effects and ray tracing. uh,
1: Honestly, it's literally the same thing as the original Splint Cell. It's a game defined by the fact that, like, oh, look, this is a really dank area, but there's lights (laughs) everywhere. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Put it on next gen hardware. Fair enough. But it's going into August. We had some big fucking game releases Axiom Verge 2, a game which was a sequel to a game that I never played. So who the fuck knows but people were hyped about it uh the much lauded 12 minutes was released which turned out to be a bit of a fucking wank fest uh to tashima oh, director's cut got- it was not good did you finish it genuinely 12 minutes
2: no do you, do you uh, know the, do you know how the story ends no i do because you told me on the podcast oh i told you uh, <laughs> so i'm trying i can't remember if i finished it or if you just no i didn't i didn't finish it i got very close but i didn't but I yeah. know how the story ends because you guys right. told me how it ends. Okay.
0: 12 minutes of bag of dicks. That's all I'm going to say.
2: <laughs> you just didn't like it because you just got in the bed and slept for an hour and a half or something. It's
1: the opposite of a Chris game. You don't have like the patience or the <laughs> imagination for those kind of games.
2: I thought it was a cool game. I, I really liked the writing and stuff. I thought, it was, I thought it was cool. I thought the interactions were fun and, and stuff. But I, hey, maybe if I'd have played it like dry and not... And dry. I hadn't had the... Non-lubricated. Uh, if I hadn't had you guys sort of like telling me how it goes down, then then maybe I wouldn't have enjoyed it quite as much. But I thought it was cool. I thought it was fun.
0: Well, something that you did enjoy, Jonesy, that came out in August was Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut.
2: Yes, bloody absolutely loved it. I thought It was fantastic.
0: With a little and bit it, of sticky, pushed island.
2: Pushed me to uh, finish the game. So um, there you go.
0: There you go. And uh, Psychonauts 2 came out, a game that I jumped on straight away and then fell off very quickly as life took over and I haven't been back to it, even though I'd be meaning to, along with another game that came out, which was No More Heroes 3, which I was really keen on, but again, just didn't fucking get into it. But there is one last game that I want to talk about, fellas, that came out in, in August, which is a, a a biggie, because both of you kind of jumped in on it, and you know, I, I think you really fucking enjoyed it. And that was Aliens Fire Team Elite, Jamie. I don't know why he's shaking his head.
2: We played, I don't know why he's shaking his head because played this he paid a few money times. We played, we played this a few times. We got Steph involved. We're definitely going to play a little bit more. We probably probably I reckon we're halfway through. We're having a good time. We're having a laugh. We're having fun. We're, we're probably
1: halfway rifles. through. Jonesy, it's taken us so long to finish that game that it's on fucking Game Pass now. I didn't even <laughs> need to
2: buy it. You did at the time if you wanted to hear the gorgeous sounds of the Pulse Rifle.
1: I don't, I don't. I I. haven't even seen Aliens. I've got no nostalgia for the sounds of the pulse <laughs> rifle. I got conned into this. It is absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Biggest disappointment of the year. Two K twenty one. Aliens fighting elite. You heard it here first. Worst game. Oh, wow. Ballon Wonder World saved by the atrocity that was <laughs> Aliens fighting elite. Wow. Jesus. I think Amnesty is going to have some words with you. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's a, very. It's, it's very good. A lot of fun with friends. I want to play more.
2: You missed that another game which came out that month which was good, which was Road 96, which is one I was actually looking forward to off the back of E3. Uh, Yeah, it's a nice uh, country traversal game with some weird storylines and some um, interesting ideas. Um,
0: Which is kind of of what you said about 12 Minutes, right? Which I said is a bag of dicks. So, I don't know what to believe anymore. Very,
2: very different game. um, Which
0: game has more incest? Play to find out. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. It's it's, it's a toss-up. Fellas, well look, uh, in in August we also got Gamescom, and of course our old friend Jeff Keely was back with Gamescom opening night live. We were he's treated, everywhere. He is everywhere. He's like, he's like, yeah, he's he's like true. AIDS. Um, and you know, fans were treated to first looks at Saints Row the Reboot, DOKEV, which looked absolutely fucking insane with its photorealistic backgrounds and kind of like pokemon best game of features.
2: 2022. I'm saying it now.
0: Big time. I'll vouch for that. It's possible, yeah. Anything's possible. We also got to see Midnight Suns and a bunch of other trailers that I don't remember. But what was happening in that month is Activision finally revealed Call of Duty Vanguard. Fucking took them long enough. Is m- might have been the latest that they've waited to show off the next Call of Duty for the year. And yes. much like its uh, rumors, it was confirmed to be a World War II setting. Obviously, it's kind of released now to, I don't know, some fanfare, It's fine. Some, it's fine. I think confirming that's confirming once fine.
2: again that they've completely run out of ideas with what to do with Call of Duty. Yeah, exactly. Warzone ruined it for them.
0: Yeah. But <sighs> fellas. Yeah, go on, Jamie.
1: No, I was gonna say I'm starting to maybe come around to that idea. Yeah. I don't know that I like Warzone being a thing anymore. If it means that this is like every Call of Duty event
0: has to be a Warzone event now. It's a bit of a bummer. Well, yeah. It it, it it's like it's like Having more children than two, right? The third one's always going to be a disappointment.
2: Yeah, yes. Maybe they should just get divorced and split the assets. You know, go one, one, go one, I, one, go. I one, mean, the one, way one.
0: that Activision Blizzard are going, there, there may be a fucking <laughs> divorce coming out. Who knows? Jeez, yeah, true. And then Joseph Ferris can make a game about it. Speaking of games, fellas, September bought a whole host of games. That's it's a big fucking month because there are a load of games released in September. We're talking Sonic Colors Ultimate, which was the remaster with the uh, interestingly broken launch on the Switch. We had the Artful Escape, which was a game that you two absolutely fucking loved and I have yet to play. And I want to play it because of how tech.
2: Technically, it, I mean, it is a game because it falls in like the sixty percent oh range. Go. So it's, uh, it is, and it's very enjoyable. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm not
1: going to bite. In fact, I'm going to go one better than not biting. they going to double down by saying the escape is one of the best video games
2: of the year. Wow, Jesus Christ! It's very, it's very cool. Definitely check it out but- if you haven't checked it out already, and you're uh, you're keen to.
0: Yeah, I am keen, and that might be a Christmas to New Year game if ever there was one. Yeah. Uh, Life is Strange, True Colors also came out Warrior Wear, Get It Together Yeah, no,
2: nothing, good, okay
1: uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> Didn't like, Life is Strange is on the
1: Christmas it. list So look forward to hot takes on that one in the, How um, have you year?
2: not already finished that three times? I thought you'd be all over that it's got I'm, Jamie I'm, all
1: I'm, over it. I'm a big advocate for the Life is Strange series I think they've done great work in the past This one came, I mean as we're demonstrating By talking through these titles Came out at a tricky time and I bought uh, at least two of the games we're going to talk about still this month. So
0: right, yeah. So I'm going to keep the big one for the end. But uh, Diablo II Resurrected came out in that month. Jamie, you and I both like tried it and yep. didn't didn't click with us at all. Uh, Death Stranding's director's cut came out. Uh, Amazon's MMO New World came out, and stole Asmongold away from uh, World of Warcraft and Final Fantasy. 14, and eFootball 2022 fellas came out as a fucking glitch fest the laughing stock of the gaming world um but then there were two big games that came out and there was Kenna Bridge of Spirits which was very much in standing for one of the prettiest games released this year
1: yeah for sure I um I was very positive on Kenna by the by the end of it like I think At the time, we said, if nothing else, it was just a really strong debut from a studio making their first game. Yeah. You know, the visuals and the aesthetics were obviously on point. I thought that, you know, the combat and the exploration, you know, delivered simple but effective in, you know, like... I think that's actually kind of, in a nutshell, simple but effective. Um, You know, the platforming was very familiar, the combat was very familiar, but it also ups the ante in certain points when it comes to sort of you know, boss fights and a few narrative hits that I didn't expect. Yeah. Uh, Very positive on Kenner,
0: yeah. Nice. And then rounding off that month was Deathloop, a game that fucking did really well at the Game Awards. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, did really well with the player base, unless your name is Skillup. I was just going to say yeah.
2: I was just seeing a really interesting review that Skill Up for out like last De- De-
1: week. Deathloop went from the game that everyone was giving 10 out of 10s to the game that it's uh, scary to be a fan of in public. Overly <laughs> just kind of weird, months.
0: man. Yeah. Uh, it, it did kind of pass me by. I didn't kind of bite with Deathloop. But yeah, what like you've both played it, right? No, I, no, I didn't. Oh, you didn't you didn't pick it up. So, Jamie, you played it and you finished it? <laughs>
1: I did finish it. I, I really liked it. But I think for me, again, you watch the Skill Up video, and he leans very heavily into the fact that Prey and Prey Mooncrash, the DLC for that yeah. game, uh, informed a lot of what Deathloop did, except that Prey and Prey Mooncrash kind of did it better. I'm lucky in that while I did pray, play and really like Prey, that's a hard mm-hmm. sentence to say, which also rhymes, um, <laughs> I'm not tell. super... Yeah, exactly. I, I wasn't that familiar with Arcane's previous stuff, and I'd never clicked with Dishonored 1 and 2 which yeah. is why when I did click with Deathloop, it felt better. I really liked the um, the softer take on the roguelike elements compared to something like Returnal. I liked going in with a specific goal in mind that I created myself, whether it was getting a certain power or a certain weapon, and I yeah. liked knowing that I could save that weapon and have it indefinitely to aid me on further runs. Um, when it all came together, it, like yeah, I enjoyed myself. It did click. Didn't feel like a true next-gen game. Didn't feel like a, 10 out, like a 10 out of 10, as GameSpot and IGN would have tried to have us believe. But I liked it a hell of a lot more than Skill Up did, so there you go.
0: <laughs> yeah, and um, man, like, so I didn't play Deathloop, and I kind of got to the point where it's like, I'm not going to play this game.
2: Right, yeah, yeah me too. Yeah, that yeah. happens, right? Yeah,
0: not, not because I don't want to, but just because I'm like, you know, I'm, it, it's going to pass me, and that's okay. Totally. So, what I did is I, and jo- jo- I know Jonesy's gonna fucking hate me for saying this. I watched uh, some video oh. essays about the story and its ending. And You was ruin it for yourself. This is the thing no, behind that. But, Jonesy, how is it ruining it if I know? that I'm not going to play this game. Do do
2: you know what it is? There's also a part of me that's like, I resent that way of doing it because it's almost like you are saying, well, I haven't played any games ever, but I've watched the videos in the video essay, so I know how they will finish. So I know as much as the people that have played them. So you can have a conversation where it sounds like you know, like everything about all the games. Have you ever played any of these games? No, I've never played a single video game in my life. (laughs) Like, it's such a weird... I know that's to the nth degree. And it's fair enough if if you've done that. But in my head, there is some person who's out there not ever playing any game and just watching all the video essays. I mean, it's possible,
0: man. Pretending. Hey, pretending. there are so many fucking games coming out. Like, you can't fucking play them all.
2: Nah, you're, you're absolutely right. You're right, you're right. I'm only, I'm only teasing you. No, and, I, think a, I think that's a totally valid point. And,
0: and I remember Jamie you know being very positive about the story. And I was like, you know what? I want to know what this story is all about. And I'm glad I did because that that story, to me, sounds fucking ridiculous, but super cool. Like, I'm really into that kind of thing.
2: I yeah. it, it makes it difficult for me as they keep packaging all these things in roguelikes and it's not a genre that I'm that keen on anyway because of I don't like the execution as much as I like the old school sort of like uh, Yeah, but like many, Jamie Jamie mentioned, narratives. like it's
0: the it's the easiest fucking roguelite that there fucking is, right? It, it's, yeah, definitely, yeah, it's definitely it's uh, definitely extremely
1: it's a game designed to be completable. Even yeah. more so than something like Hades. It's a game that's designed to like Hey, you're gonna finish you're gonna finish Deathloop. Just If in doubt, do what we tell you, you'll finish this game.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, Jamie, like, story, man. Like, the the, the reveal and the ending and all that stuff. Obviously, we're not going to get into spoiler (laughs) territory, so don't worry. But, yeah, just your general kind of, like...
1: I I liked it. I think I liked more that it did, um, to a much lesser degree, i.e. there was much less of it in terms of line numbers and character numbers than something like Hades, but it did do the drip feed thing of you're going to do all these loops, but you're also going to learn more about the characters, the environment, and this landscape, this weird place, how you yeah. ended up here, the role you play in it. And it. I think I said at the time when I first played it, it does things inside the first two hours, which I still won't spoil, just in case someone plays yeah. it. But like, one thing I will say that happens inside the first half an hour is you run into an, other, an, an alternate version of yourself. And that happens very early on, so I don't consider it a spoiler. And that immediately just makes you go like, there's stuff going on here and finding out what that stuff is was intriguing the very 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 ending so like post reveal like I was a bit like oh that wrapped up quite quickly but that might have just been the nature of the ending that I chose not necessarily the reveals about the ending but when the choice is back in the hands of the player and you're like you know the info now resolve it Yeah. the resolution was quite swift Yeah. but not a negative
0: nice
1: Uh, merely an observation
0: Merely an observation, fellas. Apple and Epic's drawn-out lawsuit concluded that month as well, with neither side really coming out on top. And uh I don't know, gaming industry, what the worse, worse for where? Who knows? So what,
2: this this was Apple not allowing Epic to um do basically get around the Apple Store by selling things on in the inline shop. Yeah yeah, for exactly. right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and then they came out and they said that they. Well, I, I'm trying to remember what even the, law, the result of the lawsuit was. They said you can't stop them from selling stuff. Yeah, that was that was
1: basically why it was like a bit of a stalemate, which the Epic Apple won all but one of the actual suits. Yeah, but the one, the Epic one, was basically the judge agreeing, like, look, you can't stop these people trying to sell stuff. Like, right. they have a right. So I don't know what how that will pan out, but yeah. it wasn't considered a disaster for either party, essentially. Yeah, and yeah. and
0: we broke it down, didn't we? We said like. Essentially, it's just billionaires fucking fighting with billionaires over <laughs> billions. It's like, okay, yeah. fine. Right. You do you, bro. <laughs> um, some interesting stuff was NVIDIA's GeForce Now, which is kind of like a Stadia-esque service, they had a leak with a number of upcoming game titles. Uh, some, you know, confirmed to be accurate, but the list did include the likes of Titanfall 3, an untitled Bioshock game, Uh, to name a few. like There's some interesting punchy things going on there. Uh, It was eventually come out, um, NVIDIA did confirm the existence of this list, but said that the list was purely speculative.
2: Bullshit. They're all real games. And in in
0: fact,
1: we we didn't always touch on it because they were always very minute stories, but there were multiple stories throughout the rest of the year of games being announced and perfectly matching up with the leak. Um, One example that I have to hand was... Uh, ruined king a league of legends story uh, yeah. which was revealed um like two or three months after the leak happened and again they had the name of the game and its planned release date perfect in the uh in the leak
0: yeah it's kind of crazy so, and there was also news that bioshock uh was it bioshock isolation
3: it
1: was uh, what meant was is to a be- planned name
0: yeah, it's meant to be the thing. It effectively kind of saying like, hey, we should be hearing some Bioshock news soon. Bioshock
1: is on the horizon.
0: Yeah. And there's no doubt.
1: I think James yeah, and I we were talking the other week about a rumoured setting for the new right. Bioshock. Yes. Being yeah, Arctic. Yeah. yeah. Yes, and really that's why I think
0: they, the, the name bandied about was
1: Bioshock. I'm pretty sure it was Isolation. Um, uh, the only thing I worry about that is that it was, it was Alien Isolation, a bit of a crossover. Yeah. To be
2: fair hmm. though, Bioshock Isolation kind of makes sense if you're in the uh the Arctic, you're pretty isolated. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually a survival. But the rumor game with is no Bioshock Isolation.
1: It, what's it? I say it's actually a survival game with no other characters. It's the name isolation. <laughs> and it it's basically like the forest, you know, you gotta manage your heat, manage your hunger, you try not to freeze to death.
2: No, no, it's, it's it's you and a and a you you play a a boy who's like twelve years old and there's a slightly older girl. Oh gosh, here being, we go. You're just being chased by a big daddy the whole time.
1: um, We've got to save this for another day because it will launch into too big a a conversation. But I watched a video essay um, that used Annihilation, the film Annihilation, to talk about the issue nowadays with people when they're reviewing or critiquing films, doing so based around these hyper-literal um, interpretations of plots looking at uh, storylines or plots as things that need to be deciphered or solved rather yeah. than just interpreted. And it was a big rant and all I could think about was you and... Um... Oh, please send me the link to that. That sounds great. I will. And I can imagine the scene that they kind of dissected that. Yeah, he literally cuts in like video, like clips from end- all those ending explained in all caps videos and be like, these like the worst <laughs> thing on the internet right now because this isn't what, this isn't the point. You're no, but that's the point. that's
2: the that's the opposite of what I we would we talked about with um, Snowpiercer. When that's I know what you mean. They're the sorts of films where you have a more of like a an ending which isn't, you know, uh, pro, uh, um it doesn't explain everything. But there's yes. nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with that. Like that's a completely different thing I think where you you are like a um, It just think, it just
1: it just reminded me of Snowpiercer. So I think of a
2: great example like uh what's the one 2001: A Space Odyssey. Yeah, or Leonardo or the uh, Shutter DiCaprio Island. One. No, the one with the little Inception (laughs) Inception Like that's Leave it You don't need to talk about Inception That's a great film Just leave it where it ends Yeah But That chick and that boy Are getting eaten by that polar bear (laughs) There is no There is no There's nothing to figure out there That's nature I I
0: love how fucking hard You come down on it Uh, Anyway They they getting eaten Moving on from some speculation To some more confirmations Because uh, We had Playstations I don't know What was it Was it a state of play something like that or, or playstation showcase know, it must some, be right it must some shit something like that. but yeah. yeah we we had loads of fucking reveals here which was a knights of the old republic remake spider-man 2 uh wolverine fucking of all things uh got a war ragnarok got a fucking gameplay trailer and hey we got to see thor's thick boy thor thick boy thor chunky body and uh Apparently the internet lost their minds over it Not necessarily in a good way A lot of people were kind of a little bit bummed out by it But as it turns out It seems to make Fucking a great kind of Seems to make sense Fellas is what I'm going to say Yeah. It was
1: a a great showcase by the way Yeah it it was like properly One of the highlights of the year One that I, um, I can't remember where you were Chris I think you might have been busy But one that I watched live with Jonesy I don't know if you remember we were on a chat together Mm. And those moments where it was the Venom reveal in the Spider Man Two trailer, and then oh, yeah. the uh, when we realised that Wolverine was Wolverine, great moments. Um, yeah,
2: it was very cool. Yeah, yeah. Where was
1: that?
0: That's what I thought was, so was funny. I, I, when, I'm probably in Greece
1: again, wasn't I? Yeah, I think I think uh, you were away because I don't think I vaguely remember Jonesy and I doing the podcast where we talked about it without you as well. Yeah, that I, must, sense, I must must have been in Greece.
2: Greece. Yeah, but that's what I found so surprising was after we we. Sort of got excited about everything that they showed off in that showcase, and then after the fact, and then everyone online started reacting so negatively to, to uh, Thor being a thick boy, and it was like, "What are you talking about? Like, it looks wicked. It's it's it totally fits fact, what you'd imagine. It's it's all good."
1: That was exactly it, Jonesy. I'd like we we we, I think we did the reaction to the showcase, and then we came back next week, and we we're like, "Oh, by the way, we have to talk about Thor because we didn't know that would become the talking point."
2: Yeah, it was weird. It was because I think I want to say that over the next week or so um they were sort of gradually releasing out sort of uh, images of the that's right, yeah yeah cuz it wasn't in the trailer no no they they were, they were sort of like uh, gradually feeding them out and that was a really that was quite a cool way to do it cuz you saw the trailer and then you got to get a really good look at the characters and they sort of put them out with their name tags and stuff and yeah people people got really annoyed about the fact that thor wasn't some like roided up hollywood hunk he basically he wasn't <laughs> chris hemsworth that's what yeah. people were annoyed about but
0: I, I, I love shit like that. Like, when you take that fucking risk to subvert expectations, I think it's cool. And I think that's, you know, God of War is a game to kind of do that. I think it's pretty cool. But, uh,
2: Chris, he gets in the boat the same way, so... Yeah,
0: exactly. So, fucking trash game. No, lazy trash, devs, lazy devs. Games. Lazy devs. And I think trash it was shortly after that that Corey Barlog was confirmed to not be the director on the game. Right, Great. yeah. Which yeah. was a bit of a bummer for a lot of people, but, hey, there we go. Uh, fellas, moving on to October... We saw the release of FIFA 22, which is like, okay, big fucking wow. Who knew that was going to happen? Uh, Alan Wake remastered, which pleases us no end. Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, which is a, kind of a Smash Bros. take, but by all means not very good. Although one cool thing about that, did you hear that they, they've added Garfield? All oh, right. that's,
1: I think that's a cool addition.
0: Does he have a lasagna-based move? I, I don't know what his moveset is, but there is a, a, a hidden mechanic, if you will, to the game. Uh, some news that came out a long time ago, but well, relatively, like within the last month. Um, but you cannot play Garfield on Mondays.
3: Uh, that's
1: Is that, that's
0: cool. bullshit. That's he's lying. I like that. No, got, it,
1: I'm being dead real, serious, that's So That's
2: cool. I like that. Uh,
1: no, it's not because, like, what if you're having a tournament It's 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 cool on paper. You can only do it once. Like, well, yeah, but like Garfield hates Mondays,
0: so he's not going to fucking show up to the all all right. star I'll, brawl. I'll let them have it. I'll let them have it. Oh, yeah. Uh, also saw the release of Far Cry 6, Metroid Dread, Back for Blood, Guardians of the Galaxy, Age of Empires 4. Fellas, what a fucking stacked month that turned out to be. A
1: fucking, it was a wham month. Um, So wham, in fact, that I didn't play some of the most critically acclaimed games of the year that came out that month as a result of how wham it was.
0: Yeah, I've still got to get my hands on Metroid Dread. But, hey, we all played Back for Blood and we all enjoyed it. And it's something that I'd like to... Try and get another session in soon, hopefully. Agreed.
1: Agreed. Very good game. Hell yeah. Also, very good that I know Jonesy and I both very much enjoyed
0: Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, very good. Really enjoyed oh shit! It, like. oh, the next page of the document also has Riders of Republic and Mario <laughs> Party Superstars. So an even bigger month than fucking anticipated. We also got our first look at Tom Holland as Nathan Drake in the first look trailer for the Uncharted movie. Uh, Ghost Recon Frontline was another Ubisoft free-to-play shooter was planned and a closed test, but it was mysteriously cancelled at the last minute with an entire fucking studio, presumably left to twiddle their (laughs) thumbs. Bizarre. Man, after the x Define thing, it's just kind of like, are any fucking Ubisoft studios safe? Who fucking knows? Um, Yeah, and this one was fucking tarnishing Ghost Recon's name. Like, Tom Clancy,
1: motherfucker's dead. He wrote a bunch of different books. (laughs) Like, pick up that corpse. Ghost Recon
0: means something. And Frontline yeah. didn't look like it got it. Well, didn't Frontline mind. was this thing was like, is it a Battle Royale? Is it like a 6v6? What, what is it? And I think that might have been the problem, is like they didn't even <laughs> fucking know themselves when they revealed that they were like, <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. a Battle Royale, but it's not really. And the like, you-
1: the Division free-to-play thing that looked good and leaked during the summer yeah. is still nowhere to be the same. Yeah, Heartland? Exactly. Yeah. Focused on actually one of the better parts of the Division formula like a logical free-to-play division never mind
0: I'm not going to try and pick Eve's brain here (laughs) Uh, but fellas another big thing that happened in that month was Twitch was hacked leaking a list of their top earners in the process fucking exposing the the rich bourgeoisie Twitch streamers as it were (laughs) but it's like people were fucking surprised by this but then again it's like it's not difficult fella take how many subs they've got times it by a certain amount what is it like at least two point five dollars. Uh, yeah, it's
1: two point five or three point five, depending on their, their yeah. status, right? I, I can, see. I
2: was the the biggest takeaway for me from this whole thing. I think, which Chris mentioned at the time, was if you actually look at how many of the people in like the top one hundred, what you would consider like earning enough money to for it to be a full time job, and it wasn't that. It wasn't as many people as you'd think. Yeah, it was, it was
0: like zero point one percent or some shit.
2: Yeah, it was. It was kind of crazy that um, there's a very small proportion of those the streamers who make enough money for it to be like a full time job, given how many people stream like it's their full time job. Yeah, um,
1: totally. Yeah. Also, also strange. Critical role number one knew they'd be big, didn't know they'd be number one. Fair
0: right. enough. Yeah, yeah. And especially when you consider that that was just subs, didn't take yeah. into account bits or yeah. any sponsorship deals, etc. So it's like. Holy shit! They must be fucking. Yeah. Plus,
1: every it. single person on that show is like a working voice actor. Like yeah. Laura Bailey's been in like the, the the lead voice of
0: like every big game <laughs> of the last two years, and she's still in that show. Yeah, exactly. And they've got like an animated series that's come out, and it's just like fucking crazy upon crazy. Um, yeah, and and hey, to, to round off that fucking crazy crazy month, it was found out that the last <laughs> Super Smash Bros. Ultimate DLC roster. Entry was fan favorite, Sora from Kingdom Hearts, and no one gave a shit collectively. So let's just move on. Uh November was another big month for gaming. As we saw, Call of Duty Vanguard, uh, Forza Horizon 5, Jurassic World, Evolution 2, Grand Theft Auto Trilogy, that fucking train wreck, Shin Megami Tensei 5, which is like probably gonna be number one on best RPGs of the year, but we don't fucking have any fucking clue. Uh the clusterfuck that is Battlefield 2042 and Pokemon Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl, which by all means is fine.
1: Yeah, a messy month. A messy month. Yeah, I think oh. it's fair to say. I'm glad Forza Horizon
0: 5 delivered as well. Hell to say. yeah. Yeah, me too. Is yeah. that maybe the only game, technically, that. Uh, I, I mean, and, f- like taking Jurassic World out and Shin Megami Tensei because we don't know anything about it. but
1: I mean, like, yeah, like Vanguard was a bit of a mess and GTA and Battlefield were absolutely messes. So. Yeah.
0: And yeah. and I know for a fact that people, I mean, internet people, which doesn't mean much, but they were <laughs> a little bit cool on the Pokemon remakes. Another one on the Christmas list, folks. Stay tuned oh, to the new year. You're <laughs> you, yeah. you sensing a theme here. <laughs> yeah, but you're talking about a messy month. November was fucking all sorts of messy. As new reports allege that uh, Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick knew about all of the company's issues and actively tried to sweep them under the rug alongside... Um, a couple of bodies. A couple of, exactly. <laughs> a couple of bodies and uh, death threats and private jets and the wild world of billionaires, fellas. Um, oh, dear. But it definitely, that month gave me my favorite uh, bit of gaming, my favorite game release of the year, <laughs> <laughs> which is fucking mental to say because it was Elden Ring's network test. I did manage to get in, and that was legitimately the best thing I've played all year. And, the uh, only problem it,
2: is if Elden Ring continues the trend that like every other thing has done, then that's actually going to be the entire game when it comes out. That that test that yeah. is oh right, the entire I game. see that's the oh really yeah the beta effect. Yeah, yeah, it's not gonna yeah, be and really... like over
0: promise and under deliver. Hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. I fucking I get you entirely on that. Um, uh, what else? Oh, the GTA trilogy, man. What a fucking yeah, disaster! Uh,
2: Play doh people. Just
1: just thoroughly disappointing. Thoroughly disappointing, again, as someone who had the, my eye on those games for, a, well, for as long as they were around. Like, um, we, I think Kotaku started to leak their existence around the summer, and I was really hoping that they would just pull them out of the bag and, and do right by a trio of classic games. Um, and I was in denial for a while. You can go back and watch, watch those episodes. <laughs> Not only did they do wrong by them, they did really, really wrong by them. Yeah. Um, but,
0: yeah. It it, it's one of these things. It's almost like going back to Activision Blizzard when they remastered even Warcraft three, and it's like it's yours to fucking capitalize on, and you fucked it.
1: Yep, yep. Like fucking, this is your legacy. You're taking a shit on. Like you're pooing. You're pooing on yourself. Look at like think about this. (laughs)
0: Like a fucking pigeon, you're shitting on your feet. Um, but hey, with the sour. Speaking of shitting on its feet, (laughs) with the sour comes the sweet, because we got uh a kind of like a shadow drop of halo infinites multiplayer that released early that was fucking sick man that was free price and fucking yeah it's fucking cool still play it yeah turns out halo is good
2: (laughs) who knew i wouldn't know
1: Yeah, yeah jonesy is who someone who didn't now he does he's been he's seen the light he's fallen off and that no, brings... I'm
2: saying I don't know. I can't. I don't no, know. No, Jonesy, you've I? seen
1: that. You've seen the light. Oh well, yeah. As of, as of this week, you maybe you don't see the light anymore. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately. Well, anyway, uh, and
2: that's brings... g- game-breaking bug, for fellas. Anyone who doesn't know, is... look, look, look to
0: Jonesy's Twitter for more information. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm just trying to get to December, fellas, because it brings us up to the last <laughs> month of. Hold on! Hold on! Hold
2: on! How can you miss it out? Marvel's Avengers in uh, you know, in the big month of November, drops Spider-Man, Chris eventually
0: you see, come on you see, how could you just skate over that you see this is what i love you spend the, the last two and a half hours of this podcast being the most fucking limp <laughs> participant what? to a podcast this you've outrageous. ever been and then all of a sudden we get to the end game and you're like hold on we've got to talk about marvel avengers and spider-man God, wait, there's
2: more <laughs>
0: uh no we can move on because um spider-man was very underwhelming
2: from Marvel's Avengers yeah
0: what is interesting there is obviously Spider-Man did debut on uh Fortnite uh and Fortnite fucking seems to have nailed the Spider-Man whereas Marvel Avengers didn't in yeah. fact Halo with the grappling hook is a better fucking Spider-Man <laughs> game than <laughs> Spider-Man and Marvel's
1: Avengers that's what makes it even more sad is there's so much positive Spider-Man energy in the ether at the moment the fact that Marvel's Avengers like not only didn't fail manage to capitalize on that, but all, like actively like undercut that <laughs> excitement by making something that no one gave a single shit about. Um, I think it speaks to
0: its entire legacy as a video game. Yeah, well, it's like, it's, well, like it's like the GTA thing, right? Like it was theirs to capitalize on, and they fucked it. Yep. I want to say that at the time, Jamie, I'm
2: sure that we we talked about this and we said when Spider-Man releases, you can already tell that the swinging mechanic was just going to be the same mechanic yeah. utilized from Miss Marvel and a couple of the other characters. Who we can called it of,
1: so early on.
2: Yeah, and it was uh, and it was already you could see that all they were going to do was reskin that mechanic for his swinging, which was shot. Yeah, there, so,
1: there were there were also rumors, and again, I never fact checked them. So pinch of salt that um, Insomniac like basically lent. Animations and stuff like that wow. to um, to crystal dynamics and whatever team is now working Marvel's Avengers to help get Spider-Man over the line. They basically they, hey copy my homework but change it. That's mad.
0: And then they changed <laughs> uh, it so mad. badly that they failed the exam. Yeah,
1: that was just a rumor, but yeah, it's
0: mental if that's true. Anyway, fellas, that leads us to December, the final month in this uh, tumultuous year. I think it's fair to say. And we've got some big releases. We've got Solar Ash, which was the um Oh fuck, what was it? Uh Hyperlight Drifter Studios new game. We've got exactly. Chorus, a game that uh, Jonesy's been jumping into it.
2: I tucked into after uh, Jamie was um, talking about the fact that he played it and he thought it was right last week. And then I took a look at it and I've do you know what? I've I've quite enjoyed it. It's a fun little space sort of uh, open world exploration game and it's it's it feels quite indie, like it's got a it's got some charm. It's got some things that could have been a little bit polished, but no, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying Fair enough. it at the moment.
0: Uh, final fantasy 14 Endwalker expansion has come out. So popular. In fact, that square Enix have decided to stop selling the game. Blew my mind
1: when I read that. I don't think it's I can't think of a time that's ever happened before. Uh, we made a game so popular with stopping selling it until we can support the number of people who want to play.
0: <laughs> yeah. Until we can get more server capacity.
2: Uh, probably a big that's, but that's what should happen though right like I mean, if they're like oh people can't it can't function the way that it's supposed to function therefore we're going to just stop taking money from people and we're going to get it right but yeah it's yeah, actually yeah. amazing they've done that yeah it is uh, amazing
1: but also on something that's good and i can't yeah. tell you how frustrating it is to have like a game of the year contender and what some people are saying is like uh, one of the best stories ever told in gaming but knowing that it was told over the course of years and your hundreds upon hundreds yeah. and hundreds of hours of MMO gameplay behind that story. Like, yeah. uh, I'm just going to have to sit this one out, fellas. Uh, can I give yeah. you
0: a little, a little bit of a hint, Jamie? Yeah? Video essays on YouTube. Oh, that's Jamie. right, yeah.
2: at two times speed. <laughs> oh, maybe. Maybe. You yeah, six I, months, you catch up.
0: <laughs> Helped largely, I believe, with uh, Asmongold kind of jumping ship over to Final Fantasy 14. Um, Obviously, fellas, the big news. Halo Infinite single player campaign got released, which, you know, largely to to much kind of um acclaim, let's call it. Yeah, for the most part.
1: Depending on uh, to which degree you experience game breaking bugs, basically.
0: And uh webcams as well. Oh I've got to blurry again.
2: <laughs> I was I was enjoying the um, the open worldy aspect to it and I was like, oh, I'm having some fun, it's not my fucking camera's completely fine. Oh, yeah, that's it
1: fixed while like... just before ah, you put your hand I'm
2: yeah, but then I've 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 got a bug which is some um, uh, .dll .dll uh, file that it, Game Pass says it can't find, and I've I've looked online. And I know a lot of people have said they've had the same problem, and it's apparently it's all to do with um, effectively making sure that the game isn't running through, or uh, that you're not tr- like ripping the game off or something like that, and that you haven't co- like pirated it or something. Oh, right. Um, and oh. it, the advice is just delete it, reinstall it, tried it a couple of times and was like, and it just keeps happening so I've had to sack that one off Well Jonesy,
1: I can happily inform you that if you did like the open world elements uh, of Halo Infinite that the lead open world designer on Halo Infinite uh, over at 343 has now left 343 to co-found Midnight Society with Dr. Disrespect so Ah, keep an eye out for the the Doc's new game and you can uh, maybe pick up where you left off there
0: is vertical oh, yeah. battle royale. Um <laughs> yeah, and obviously fellas December is it's not done yet, so more shit can happen, unlikely though, but Ubisoft decided to jump in the ring once more, uh, as we mentioned, to announce splinter cell with a fucking job post. But do You know do,
2: yeah. Cuz so hold on, cuz you've actually just r- revealed something to me over the the we decided to do the, this format for the podcast and go through like all the stuff that's <laughs> happened in the year and then talking about ubisoft and how they revealed splinter cell last week and saying how odd it was that they just did like a random blog post and it was like nonchalant but now i understand why they did it because when you talk about the amount of shit that they've been through this year and the reactions to everything they've announced has been absolute trash i think that they just wanted to go do you know what it's just going to be trash (laughs) just don't let's not let's just talk about it like a blog post let's not even um don't do a big fancy thing don't get people overexcited don't like Give them any reason to hate us just to do it as a matter of fact. I mean,
0: compost. that's fair enough. But when X Defiant gets like a 15 minute reveal and Splinter Cell what... gets a, a like a, a 15 second teaser trailer. They didn't trailer? want
2: any more hate. I understand it now. It's become mm-hmm. clear through this process of talking about what shoddy year Ubisoft yeah. have had on their announcements. Yeah, but it
0: almost feels like Ubisoft are like looking at Activision Blizzard and saying like, we're not going to be second best. <laughs> Right. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, this is obviously following on from Ubisoft's, you know, eagerness to get into the NFT game space with their announcement of Quartz, which by last counts only fifteen people bought NFTs for the fucking game. Yikes! Which you you're know, looking
1: I, at two of them, Chris.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh,
2: do you know what I would have done? I would have done had Quartz the platform been available in. Uh, the UK which it isn't because we couldn't buy any digits digits yeah. were not available oh, in digits, the UK yeah. digits. I'd already you, forgotten about them you know what the fucking digits.
0: sad thing is fellas is Ubisoft are going to look at it we think like 15 oh it's a dead number they're going to cancel it but what they're going to do is they're going to look at how many people are still playing uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint and it's only about like 200 people right so what they're going to do is they going to look yep. at the percentage of people that have bought these NFTs and they'll be like that's a decent number. We're going to keep going with it, even though they fucking shouldn't. But yeah, I'd true. imagine it'd be some kind of fucking weird thing. Uh, but fellas, the, the last big thing of the year was obviously Jeff Keighley. The, you just can't get rid of him. Right. Like you know he,
1: he, he, he arrived throughout the year, but also kind of in a weird way delivered throughout the year. He did. In a year where did, some yeah, game publishers struggled. Keighley he, gave us reveals.
0: This is true. Um, You know, there's obviously a lot of hyperbole and a lot of caveats that come with those reveals, like sitting through a a three-and-a-half-hour award show. Totally. Or just waiting for the next day and just watching all the trailers on YouTube. Um, But the game awards was a thing that had loads of kind of reveals, such as Alan Wake 2, Star Wars Eclipse, It Takes Two, winning game of the year, and The Matrix Awakens, taking center stage. Like, by by all means, a, a decent fucking game. We also got some more Elden Ring stuff, which is... A nice treat for me, but there you go.
2: There's something kind of funny now to me about how exciting the Matrix Awakens, you know, idea was. Now, looking at the reviews for the Matrix Resurrection, (laughs) it's kind of like a bit of a oh, the reviews aren't that bad. No, no, but they're not, no, and they're not that bad. But I mean, the fact that they're not like insanely big, do you know what I mean? It felt like the Matrix Awakens (sighs) Unreal Experience was like a quite central at the game awards it was like a big thing but maybe that's just because they had the stars there so i made it a bit more but yeah, yeah. no but, uh, by, but apparently the film might be very good i haven't seen it but um, yeah the i was surprised that it's not more hype than it is i'm sure we'll out. all
1: feed back on the movie well depending on how our lives go in the interim um inside the next couple of weeks right yeah Hopefully, our lives yeah. And, and lockdown and government misgivings there you go oh well yeah that too but, although Richard, again chris Boris closes everything we can set. We can always set sail if we need
0: to. HBO Max is your friend.
3: <laughs>
0: wow. Well, fellas, that's uh, that's the best and worst of the year. But you know, more worst than best. Uh, Do
2: you know who's been the best of the year? You uh, two lovely bastards. I was going to say thank us. you for uh, being here. You know, Bring majority here, of the week. Hey, listen. Weeks
0: in, weeks out. Twenty twenty one was the year that we hit triple triple digits. Triple digits for what? Numbers of podcasts. These
2: fucking dingus. Oh, yeah. number of podcasts. We're over yeah, 100 sure. now. Well, this is yeah. 103, I think.
1: I was trying to think, triple digits, like, what are our views like? I know they're going down. But like, <laughs> oh, how, to be fair, when, our, our, our views are in triple digits. Our views are, I, was, I was like, are we, like, celebrating the fact that we don't hit 1,000 views anymore? Like,
2: what are we? we, what are we, we we're the celebrating game? the fact that soon on, our show number is going to exceed our view account. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah hey as long Those as the,
0: the two lines as long as the patreon always exceeds the episode count then yes we're good um but i thought it would probably be a good good way to kind of end the podcast by just getting your guys's kind of like general overall succinct take on the year this the year that was go on jonesy
2: Oh, do you know what? this is, this, the, this year for me is going to be marked by shortages and delays. I think is the only, is that's the the standard things to me. So trying to get hold of a graphics card was an absolute nightmare. Like I spent a lot of my year trying that. I spent a lot of my year listening to my friends talk about the fact they couldn't get hold of um, Xboxes and PlayStation fives. Um, and, and then looking at the delays from the big games, but knowing that was coming. Um, so, so do you know what? I'm, I'm, knowing that all the bad stuff that's happened and that like I said, the delays, the hardware shortages, like COVID obviously being everywhere. The fact that the, the year and the video games that have come out actually haven't been that bad and have been, you know, we've had okay months we've had, all we've had bad months and then we've had actually good months. Um, I think it's been a, it's been an all right year for gaming. And I'm glad that the gaming industry as a whole has managed to keep on going despite all the absolute shit that's been going on behind <laughs> the scenes. Um, so,
0: how many Jonesies out of Jonesy would you give it? This year? Yeah.
2: Oh, wow. Uh, I'd give it six Jonesies out of ten. That, you know, that's what I'd give it. Oh, okay. uh-huh. well, I, a bit for, for managing to keep forging ahead and keep going and, and getting shit done. Like we've done with the podcast, even for the last two years. There's some messed up situations. <laughs> six Josies out of ten. It's been all right.
0: Fair enough. Go on, Jamie.
2: Yeah,
1: I, I think the more optimistic slant that I would put on it is that, in many respects, it was the year that was set up to fail because of the things that Jonesy mentioned, because of hardware shortages, which were just innate to the global circumstances, and then subsequently you had COVID and you know various outbreaks and and places all over the world going in and out of lockdown and companies adjusting to working from home. There were so many things actively working against the games industry that. You do have to somewhat celebrate some of the smaller successes, the fact that there were a strong number of critically acclaimed games that managed to make it out in one piece, the fact that events you know, slowly found a way to start happening again, and by the end of the year, some of them were physical with live audiences. Um, at the same time, I still wish more publishers had read the room on the fact that there is a lot of um, open-mindedness right now when it comes to, as I said, global circumstances that are affecting game development. You can bank on that. And you can delay stuff. If ever there were a time you could delay stuff, it's now. And I get financial speak for themselves, but like when we get to the end of the year and we're talking about things like the GTA trilogy or Battlefield 2042 being squeezed out because they had to end up with their names on some spreadsheet on some accountant's computer somewhere, those were the things I wish those teams and those publishers and those execs had taken the hits on um, and that we'd almost all work together in a bit more unison to say, hey... This was bound to be shit for all of us but let's make it the best we can. Um I think it's a bummer that there were um so many stories this year of like uh, uh you know workplace toxicity, workplace abuse, you know, you know following on from the me too movement and all that stuff last year. But again, I guess it's a bit twisted w- a way of looking at it, but the positive about that is that we're talking about it because it's being outed and it's being outed because we're not accepting it anymore and we're moving in the right direction. Yeah. And I suppose that leaves me on that final note or hope of, and I know this is the fallacy that we fall for every year, which is that 2022 looks like it could be cool.
0: Um, Man. Yeah.
1: You know, and let's just hope that we continue moving in that direction.
0: Yeah. I mean, we were, that, that's probably what we're going to be doing in the new year is kind of like saying like, Hey, this is what we're looking forward to in 2022. And just discussing it. Like it seems like next year is going to be a fucking baller year.
1: Yeah I mean even if whether you want to look at it in terms of game releases again the prospect of like the gaming calendar just becoming a little bit more reliable like do we go to gamescom in august of 2020 like mm. of course you just don't know like yeah. covid is an un, like a very unreliable thing to bank on at the moment but like those things aren't that unrealistic anymore the game schedule is fucking stacked depending <laughs> on you know more delays and companies are trying to improve even if it took some nasty shit to come out For them to take those steps, yeah. And you know what? Above, if nothing else, we'll get another cyberpunk patch. We're moving in the right direction,
2: (laughs) and soon it will come to uh, PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X. Imagine the next gen version with an extra hole that says
0: maybe. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, how how many Jamies out of Jamies? I'll say
1: five Jamies out of Jamie. Wow. Which doesn't make sense because five Jamies out of ten Jamies. I guess really, I'm, I'm, I'm going straight down the middle.
0: Nice. Fair. Uh, I'd say I'm a lot less optimistic than you guys. That's totally understandable. Yeah. Uh, if I have to kind of keep the narrative of one person on one side of the fence, another person on the other side of the fence <laughs> and someone down the middle, yeah. I'd probably have to give it four Chris's out of 10 Chris's. Okay. Um, yeah. I think it was a bag of dicks. kind of year. <laughs> there were a lot of dicks. It's yeah. Ten, 10, bags of dicks out of 10 bags of dicks for this year for me. Uh, the only saving grace i feel was anything fucking elden ring related um me finishing dark souls <laughs> on stream like i don't know psychonauts was cool and playing back for blood with you dudes the rest of it could fucking leave that's depressing yeah it yeah. is depressing and i'm being generous with that 4 out of 10 score <laughs> Hey, hey, but may, if people, if people maybe, want to see other
2: things that we thought failed this year, you can always go to our Patreon and you can check out a uh, Patreon video, the biggest failures of 2021, which is now up for five dollar Patreons.
0: To be fair, that's that kind of helped knock it up a bit. Is is us actually getting back to six lists was kind of, kind oh yeah, nice. like ten patrons
1: out of ten patrons, I think, for the Patreon <laughs> review yeah. of the year.
0: Hell yeah! All right, fellas. Well, that's that's it for the podcast for 2021. We are not going to be here between Christmas and New Year's, uh, but there will be. You know, that six list coming out. Um, for the last time this year, fellas, what is our code word? Oh, shit.
1: That's a big responsibility. <laughs> a year-long code
0: word. Maybe, maybe we should ask people for their...
2: Um, what if they give us a code word to, like, describe the year?
0: Well, I was—I was going to say—if they give us their their rating, like Jonesy's, Jonesy. there's something blanks
1: out of blank. Yeah, yeah. They okay. can use whatever word they want to use, I guess. Yeah. yeah,
0: keywords blanks out of blanks. Let us know what you felt about yep. this. All three of you that made it to this uh, <laughs> just over three hour mark, uh, if you have come so here, I mean. thank you so much for sticking with us. We've been talking a lot of shit. We've been very low energy. That's what happens at the end of the year, uh, but we appreciate you nonetheless. And uh, fellas, I have to thank you not only for kind of staying awake, Jonesy barely staying awake, um, <laughs> not only for this, but for the year that we've had. Uh, obviously I couldn't have done it without you. You guys could have done it without me. We couldn't have done it with each other, um, but I'm glad to have you as hosts and friends and co-conspirators. So thank you very yeah. much for continuing the super show journey with me.
1: Here, here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's been great to have you two by my side and to have someone that you, some people that you could just sit down and talk about games with once a week because Lord knows our schedules needed that kind of that hit of sanity where you could say, Oh, it's Thursday. I get to sit down and think about video games and switch off the other parts of my brain. That's incredibly useful to have. And there's no two people I'd rather do it with than you two. And there's no audience. I'd rather share our thoughts and rants and hot takes with than our audience. So thank you to everyone who listened and watched through the year. Hell yeah! yeah
2: de- definitely would have been more of a bag of dicks without you guys and without the patreons and without the viewers. So thank you, Hell everybody.
0: Yeah. Hell yeah! And with that bag of dicks, thank you so much. I hope you've enjoyed your year with us as we have enjoyed our year with you, and we'll look forward to 2022 being a much better year. Maybe a, maybe a bag of boobs or something.
3: Ooh. Or,
0: oh, absolutely! Oh like my god. You've
1: just made me really turn this whole thing on my head. On its head. Some people like dicks, Chris. Some people want
2: the bag no, of dicks. No, they don't really like the dicks. They just oh, they like
1: I, I can introduce you to a couple of people generally who would love <laughs> a bag of dicks.
0: Well, with that bag of dicks, thank you so much for watching and we'll see you sec- uh, soon next time in the new year. I don't fucking know.
2: See <laughs> oh, ya. Bye. Bye.